And, and we, we are, are coming, coming down, down in, in three, two, two one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Yep. Okay, souls, baby. God, the seat changed, but the order didn't. <laughs> I know. Which is funny, because like, <laughs> like, every time he has to do a hesitation, he comes up with a very like not creative like, name. Uh, Kyle! <laughs> I have to think of a name. Special guest? Gary from Lost Taurus Bruin, Merton. Nice. And the Red Baron. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right at the beginning, crash. Yeah, man. Did I even get off the runway that time? I have been crashing you at the beginning of the show for about three months. <laughs> no, I mean, what I meant by that, it was, it was not as an intensive a crash. It was like, you know, kind of like I didn't get off and then I just the wing dipped oh, down. Oh, and oh, was, oh. No, so what was happened it. was, is like you just got your tires off and then immediately <laughs> nosedived in, into like like a festival of people. Oh, wow. Yeah, but Fire, they were, they were all, Fire Fest 2020. But they were all wearing anti uh Aircraft suits. Okay. Yep. Hey, whose right. orange creme box is this? That's mine. I just put the beer in there. Oh, all right. Those are transportation. Right. Are you interested in uh, trying that instead of my beer? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he he wants to creme. destroy the box. <laughs> oh, no. Orange oh, it's soda. <laughs> I thought it was a beer, but I was like, orange cream spear? I was like, oh, man. That's actually, I got it in California when I was out there, and I just, you know, brought a home full of uh, Pliny the Elder and Blind Pig. Nice. There we go. Kyle doesn't know what any of those are. Nope. Oh, man. Kyle's not really what you would call a beer drinker. It's kind of been forced upon him because yeah. of this show. <laughs> but I have like a feeling he's going to like the beer that you that? have. I think he's going to like the beer that you brought. I hope so, yeah. Well, I mean, it's right up his alley in uh, terms of color, viscosity, aroma. But we'll get into that. All right. We'll get into that. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Toast of excellence? <laughs> yep. Toast of excellence. <laughs> I would like to, before we get into this, I would like to apologize in advance to our special guest. Uh, I've really been looking forward to Hofbrau. I'm going to slam one of these before we get into your beers. <laughs> They're really good. Really been wanting They're really good. Fest. I'm telling you, it's my go-to for Oktoberfest. Because they were like, oh, we're going to do the Oktoberfest kegs next week. I'm like, mm, Paul's not waking, waiting a week. No shot that's happening. So I, I, can, I can do this now because it's not going to be my starting lineup here. Okay. This is like the, this is like the, pre-war- the pre-game. So this doesn't count. Well, who's your toast? No, you're first. All right. Mine's to Daniel Jones. Two, and one of them is Daniel Jones. <laughs> Mine's to Eli Manning's twin brother, Elijah Manning. Go ahead. So listen. Please talk to us about Moses lookalike. <laughs> he does look like him. He does. He looks like Moses from The Office. I, I have two toasts. The first one is to Daniel Jones. You laugh at me all you want. <laughs> I think the kid looked great. He didn't win that game, though. You know what? He did. He didn't. He did. They should have lost that game. The defense lost that game. If the if Janoris Jenkins could cover somebody, hey, uh, Kendall. I mean, really. We'll get into but, it later. But he played great. Um, two two passing touchdowns, two rushing, over three hundred. I, I liked. Mind, you're gonna be dead. What? If you take my other toe. No. Um, I think he looked good. I, I was happy with what I saw as a Giants fan. I, I liked it. The other toast, <laughs> another Homer toast. Is the Yankees winning the AL East? Yay. Liked it. Liked it. 
<laughs> like mother's a whore. Kyle, go ahead. No, I'll all go right. next. Oh, all right, Paul. Do you want to go next, Kyle? Yeah, I right, go. Mine to Kyle Allen. Tore it up yesterday against the Cardinals. It was just a Cardinal play. Now they have a hard spot to pick between him and Cam. Do you have one over there, uh, Baron? I do. Uh, mine is to uh, Rondé Barber, making it to the Buccaneers' Ring of Honor in uh, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of lame, but uh, <laughs> it's what I've been I waiting to say that all day, huh? I have. I have been waiting. Do you have one? name's Gary. I know it's Gary. <laughs> I was waiting for him to make eye contact with me. What? I wasn't paying attention. I'm no, that's sorry. Fine. No, that's right. Do you have a toast of excellence? Are you a sports watcher? You know, I'm a big UFC fan, but there's so many up-and-coming guys, I just really can't keep up too much. Uh, I like John Jones. Your toast of excellence um, doesn't have to be sports-related if you don't want it to be. It no. can be anything. It can be to the release of a beer. It could be to oh, the unfortunate well, well, I'll tell you what. Since you said that, that's a good, that's a good one. Here's a toast to Oktoberfest when one of the some of the best beers come out on the market, the Harvest Ales and the Oktoberfest. Yeah, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I uh bathrooms pay big time for Oktoberfest for me. <laughs> Makes me take a real nasty uh nasty poop. Well, that's good. It's good for the system, get a good flush. Mm-hmm. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm looking for the specific one that I had. But I don't think I saved it because I'm a piece of shit. God, what is wrong with me? Oh, my goodness. I accidentally saved this tater tot recipe from the St. Louis Cardinals page by accident. Well, that could be your toast. It's it's, it's not. (laughs) Um, Hold on. I'm going to look at one more thing. So, Mock, why don't you tell me about your day today? Well, uh, you know, pretty pretty normal Monday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Work, and uh, we're here. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> All right. So I have three. One is to uh, Mika Fitzpatrick for having the uh, one of the greatest slash most embarrassing NFL debuts for a team in history. Got stiff-armed pretty good. Oh, he didn't get stiff-armed. <laughs> that guy got choke-slammed <laughs> big time. But he did have a pick. And, and some tackles. I think a couple tackles for losses. He had a, he had a good good game. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers, you know, they didn't get blown out or anything. So like, he he was constantly like trying to make a big play. He had, and he had a pick in his first game. Good for him. But yeah, I mean, he got absolutely decimated by Kyle Usick, the fullback there, which has got to be like an extra side thorn on the side for our Steelers fans because that was a Raven. He was a he Raven. Was a Raven. Um, my other one is to uh, number seventy one on the Chicago Blackhawks prospects team. I couldn't figure out his name, but he he scored this. He scored a goal from behind the net in their preseason opener. He took the puck, which you guys should just listen to what I'm saying. He took the puck. He snapped it up on his stick and cradled it around the goal and then just dunked it in the net behind the goalie. Mock, I'm not gonna I can't show everybody else, but I can show Mock. So Mock, why don't you take a look at this and you tell me if that's deserving of a toast? That was pretty cool. That's that's pretty nifty. <laughs> that's pretty nifty. Wow. Yeah. Which we'll is- post it. We'll post it. <coughs> yeah, I'll find out. <coughs> Um, and then my other one, oh, that's right, I have three, forgot, four, I, I, said, I, was I have two. four, oh, you yeah, have four, yeah, I forgot I had four, all right, sorry, we're getting through this, a lot of fun stuff was posted, I mean, uh, 
the other one was to the uh I can't find his name, but it's like Mini Panchetero or whatever. He's there was a really like loyal Bills fan for a long time that always came in like the poncho yeah, yeah, yeah. with the sombrero and stuff and he died last, this past off season. And so his like twelve year old son showed up to the Bills game decked out in his dad's gear and like upheld like that super fan, you know, it'd be like if the Raiders fan died. Like, you know what I'm talking about? The big Raiders fan or like the Vikings fan with all the Fireman at what? Fireman at who's that? That's from the Jets. The the, the Raiders guy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you got the, with like, the pads. And yeah. And then the, the Buffalo Bills just in general. Because did you guys see the post that they did for Barstool? So no, I didn't. Barstool posted a thing of a Bills fan with one of those like uh, firework tube launchers. And the guy was trying to hold it and it blew up in his face. And they sent it to Barstool to post. And David Poitnoy responds to him. He goes, is the guy okay? And he goes, hey, yeah, we're fine. We're three now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. And, Face uh, melted, but we're all right. Fantastic. Now I feel like now I feel like I'm being judged. <laughs> now is that better? Yeah, we're we're really crispy. We we're trying to figure out why we were I'm, so. I hot. was just asking. I wasn't being a dick. I'm not yeah. a radio guy. Okay, I just drink beer and I I try to remember little Latino children for Buffalo games. <laughs> now, is that better? I don't. Know. I can't hear anything. My headphones aren't working. So. Um, so starting lineup, Gary brought us a beer that he made. Yeah. Not a toilet brew. God, no, not a toilet brew. <laughs> well, I've had one of those at a beer festival. Well. Found that out after. The, it was still pretty good, I'm not going to lie. Was it, a, it, was it a milkshake IPA by any chance? No. You know, lactose? No. It was really a brown ale. It's going to get loud. Really? Just be ready. Nothing? <laughs> Nobody? I, I got it. I got, I got it. Well, nobody laughed. It's great if you got it, but we're on radio. They can't see your face. Yes, they, can't they can. Do, they can't see you do the chuckle with no action. Everyone, everyone shook their heads with laughter. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, all right. You didn't have to make it that demeaning laugh. Your fiance is pissed at that picture, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty funny. That was a rough picture of her. It was her. a good one. Because she's like slouching weird and like the way her belt is. Yeah. yeah. So I can't help but notice that we're not up 30. All right. Anyway. So, <laughs> home brewer. No, no. Brewer. Not home, home brewer to the brewer. I mean, I still relate really closely to the homebrew community, um, but, you know, it's a legal brewery. Oh, okay. All right. Fuck you, Mark. You said home brewer. Well, ah, no. That way. But, okay, That's so, how I started. So you're Everyone, a brewmaster. Not a brewmaster. I'm a brewer. I don't like being labeled, called a brewmaster because there's al- you're always learning. So you, you make never beer. Stop. I make beer. I'm a brewer. All right. Okay. So what was the name of your brewery? Las Torres Brewing. Las Torres yeah, we're um, in Meriden. I'm assuming, is that Hispanic? No. Uh, I just, just um, heard lost. I, lost Taurus. Lost Taurus. I thought you were saying lost, like as in los. <laughs> no, my Latin. Bad. Lost so, Taurus. All right, sorry about that. That's all right. L- listeners, <laughs> that's why we pronouns, pal. <laughs> lost Taurus Brewing. That's right. Okay, there we go. Out of Meriden, Connecticut. All right, I like it. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I don't have a tap room. I just manufacture the beer. And how I get it to, uh, you know, the customers through the bars and the restaurants. So um, for right now, that's what I'm doing. I want to start canning. Um, I just do growlers and some bottles here and there. But uh, it's just, you know, local area, mostly distribution, self-distribution. I like that. I like that. Are you familiar with, uh, what's the other really small brewery up there that just opened not too long ago? Five churches. Yes. That's, yes. Familiar with them? Yeah. Not they, trying to promote another brewery. No, no, not it. at all. They're really good guys. Uh, they did brew fest with a uh, brew fest with me, and their beer is really good. One of the uh, I, I worked for Brest and Barton. Okay. The liquor, beer, wine, wholesale. And uh, one of my accounts is the uncle of 
of the, the one of the main kids there. That's the only reason I know. Oh about yeah, the place. I, I haven't been up there, but yeah, I neither have I. Um, like I said, I just hear good hear good things. Um, but they have a tap room and everything and pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually heard that story. So again, not to keep promoting another guy on your hey, time. Hey, no, no, this that's fine. <laughs> well, we talked about it before when we've done other breweries. It's like like breweries are more family oriented than yeah. like competing well, with each other because it's you're always collaborations exactly. helping people out right, all kinds right. of things but um yeah they there was a brick oven pizza like thing in the basement of the place when they moved in and or not in the basement but on the floor and, right. and they would have had to dismantle it to get it out it's so like, they just kept it and were like oh, we're just gonna apply for food gonna, yeah, why not just keep it there <laughs> yeah so all right um well the beer you have in front of you um Edward Hammer Hops. It's a New England slash West Coast IPA. It's really, really hoppy. It actually lived up to its name, this batch, which is really, really where I wanted it. So I would, yeah, if you want to dig in and, you know, give it a sip, see what you think. Cheers. 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 Salut. Or what do you say? Shalom? <laughs> no, I don't. That's you. No. Shalom. <laughs> was, I, I say that. Here's the thing. Let me, let me, let me get some backstory as to why I said this. Okay. In my industry, you're aware of all holidays. That is, you can't be disregarding of religions, ethnicities, any of that. So, um, is it Passover that's starting? Rosh Hashanah, some Jewish thing. So, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know what the, the holidays are. I'm not Jewish, but I had to brush up on some kosher wines. <laughs> Souls. Yeah. All right. That's all you got. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's Nothing? it. What do you taste? I want you to break down what you get out of it, and then I want him to shit all over it, because that's not in there. Get a lot of peanut butter. It's not true. <laughs> peanut butter profile. <laughs> a lot of peanut butter. I peanut realize. butter. So, um, uh, Baron, I'm just letting you know, my I don't know if it's my headphones or if it's the show, but I'm, I'm getting a lot of, like, canceling out of the left ear. Yeah, you know. It so. could be just Okay, that's, I'm just making sure. Yeah. We have to do a lot to probably twist around the contacts in there. We'll play with it. I like this line now. I'm sorry, we were trying to we were toying with some some audio issues here. Uh, but you were saying, Gary, that, yeah, uh, this is a New England and West Coast kind of like a um, yeah. I don't like putting labels on my on beer, and, but I, if you had to say inspired, it, let's just say it's New England West Coast because it is hazy and there is a lot of hops in it. I'd like to give it that West Coast. I'd like to propose something. Uh, we've never done this on the show. But I would like to start a new style of beer called the Coast to Coast IPA right now. <laughs> the Coast to Coast. Merge two together, right? The Coast to Coast IPA. I've never seen a beer with Coast to Coast IPA no, on never. it. never. You're the first Coast to Coast IPA we've ever had, if you're willing to accept that term. Oh, sure. That's fine. Yeah. Coast to Coast IPA. <laughs> I like well, it. Pat and Pending. I like this a lot, actually. Yeah. Pat and Oswald Pending. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was Today I was confusing him and uh, Oliver Platt for some reason. <laughs> I couldn't. Now, I'm, I, I'm a uh, large fan, as the kids would say these days. I mean, I think Riddler as well. Uh, I know Mark and I drink a lot of IPAs, a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of them. Nope, not Riddler. You no. could have left me out of that. No, I said Riddler. I've just... had a lot of IPAs. Okay. I don't drink a lot of IPAs. Okay, well, from, I stand corrected. <laughs> um, but this this notch is very high for me. I can yeah. see myself drinking. And I mean, don't take it because I drink a lot all the time, but, but I can see myself <laughs> having a lot of these. I can see myself drinking them. a thousand of these. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've said that after... Great beer. I've said that after bad scotch. <laughs> What's the percentage on this bad boy? Uh, it's about 6%. Oh, man. Keep it low on this one. Yeah. Um, That's what Paul likes. Yeah. That's what Paul likes. Paul doesn't want a beer that he can drink three of and then his like, 
taste buds fall off. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because like when we first, at least for myself, like when I first got into the IP, I always wanted the high percent right type deal. And now it's I like uh, you know dial it back a bit and right. and actually enjoy it. Yeah, you know I make uh you know like a triple IPA that's ten percent. I mm-hmm. go I love double IPAs. I love hops. A lot of my beers are hop forward. But you know, and I do have a couple New England IPAs. Just you know, it's good to have a good lineup for, you know, when you do the festivals or when you, you know, people come up, they say, oh, I don't like this, I like that. So you have to, you know, at least three beers all the time at on my, you know, tap at festivals for people. Now here's an entirely arbitrary question: If you didn't live here, would you be making as many New England style IPAs? Well, he doesn't make those. He makes coast to coast IPAs. Well. You dick. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I would. I'd still be doing the same thing if I was in Mississippi. You know, maybe I make a southern IPA. Oh, I don't know. I put a lot of malt on it and just third you know. coast IPA. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first Golf. southern IPA ever. I think the first southern IPA I ever had was Colt Forty Five. That's no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think I've ever had a beer that's actually had like southern IPA written on it before. Well, you know, it's like there's the the beer you'll taste. You know, I'm not giving the label to it, but a lot of the beer I taste when I was in like West Virginia, down in Alabama, it's malt forward. Right, yeah. You know, and it's, it's very popular down and, there. Yeah. I lived in Florida for like seven years, and it's yeah, like outside of like Budweiser and Corona, everything is malt. Right, it's all all the craft beer down there, Cigar City, all that's all yeah. malt heavy. Funky Buddha, yep. yeah. That's cool. But man. they're still they're pop. New England IPAs are popping up in every single state. You know? Yeah, they are. Uh, they're very popular. Just, yeah. Well, it was like what, like six, seven years ago? It was West Coast IPAs were popping up everywhere. Yeah, I, I make a, ter- I make a good West Coast IPA. Like I said, I was spent some time in San Diego, and uh, the beer out there is completely different than it is here. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that here. Well, beers, especially when you go with like these lighter style, especially like with this hopness, something that's got a bitter t- quality to it. Right. It, it's all based on like the weather. So like, like in Florida, like the malt, like it, it sits a little heavier, but that's because it's the weather is heavier down damn, there. Like it's damn humid. Oh, it's humid, and it, it's always, like, the air is always very dense. It's, yeah. When it rains, it pours down there. It, you know, it, every, all your weather is the absolute, like, extreme end of it. Right. It's not like, oh, we had a day, it was like 65, it <laughs> rained a little bit. No, nah, it was 108, it poured for three hours, yeah. an alligator killed me. That was my day. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but then, like, like, West Coast, you get, like, it's hot, but it's more arid. Right. You know, you don't get that humidity... And all that stuff. And, uh, oh, I, yeah, definitely. And great. then up here, it's just, you know, hazy. Yeah. <laughs> hazy all like the time. Like the haze. <laughs> the haze. Souls is uh, very much into uh, the juicy IPAs. He's, he's yeah. become quite the connoisseur uh, as of late. Any, any, any commentary, Kyle? On, yeah? What am I going to say? You already said it. Well, I'm just saying, what are, what are your some favorite beers of that of that type? For Gary. Gary doesn't know you. He doesn't know you for Adam, from Adam. Screw up the line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kind of the uh, super duper double citra. Mm-hmm. Too yeah. juicy and a little juicy. Yeah. Ter- terrific beers. You know, Two Roads, you know, and uh, Thomas Hooker. Yeah. You know, super duper double citra. All, <laughs> all citra hops. <laughs> Sorry. I, I've learned that the Obviously. more extreme you make the sneeze, the less likely there's a backup sneeze. <laughs> Except you get a lot of gross. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kyle did have one beer that was outside of the norm for him. It was not a juicy. He liked the uh, Pipeworks uh, Ninja vs. Unicorn, oh, yeah. the double IPA. That's, which is very, that's very outside the realm for Kyle because he's usually not big until... Uh, he likes the juicy ones for the same reason I think he likes the Session IPAs because the bitter quality is low. Mm-hmm. The ABV is low. Right. Because you, know, you, you, don't, you said you don't know Kyle, but give him a shot glass of what's in that little canister right next to you. 
and you'll see his face when something's got some booze to it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to try another one of my beers? You know, I, got, I got, brought three of them for you guys. Oh, yeah. We, we want the <laughs> we want We're the in. We want We're the experience. Through. Are we going to fly through the beers in the first hour? I'm just asking. Well, I don't care. Well, it's a, we don't know. Gary, Gary, I don't know how long you're going to stay. Uh, have another beer. Try the Pharaoh's Secret because, you know, like I said, it was kicked. When I, I was managed to get like a half of it full, so it might be a little flat. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, I had it at Beer Fest and it went really well. So what? What a lot, uh, Excuse me. A lot of the festivals uh, that you've hit as of late. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, unfortunately, this year I didn't do Powder Ridge. That was my first festival, mm-hmm. and I would love to. That's that, a big one. Yeah, I'm gonna do it next year for sure. It was just a lot going on with the business. Um, I did the Silver City Brew Fest last Friday. I have the Harford Yard Goats Brew Fest October 19th at the stadium. There, that's gonna be a lot of fun. That's when they do it right on the field, right? They, I never did it before. Which one? The, the Yard Goats one. They do it on the field. Yeah, the yard goats one they do on the field. The Wrenchler Field one's a lot of fun, too. They do that one around the upper deck the, where the okay. concessions are. Nice. And they just wrap around the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I never did it before. Rita, where's your glass? Oh, she took that one right here. Give her give this, this smaller one right here. You know. Kendall wants more beer. Send some down to more, Kyle. More or less, yes. So I, guess Rebecca's I hope you like this beer. one, Kyle. I guess Rebecca's not getting any beer. Well, I was trying to make sure it rationed out. You got it. You got it. But there, there's plenty left. Forget her, her glass going. I think it ended up over there. So, before we get into this beer, well, you know what? No, we have the beer in front of us. Tell us about this beer. I know you, you briefly kind of talked about it. Yes, this is uh, called Pharaoh's Secret. It's a double IPA. It's one of the first beers I've ever made when I was a home brewer. And uh, I just kept on evolving from there. There's five hops in it. It's a West Coasty piney citrus, you know. Piney citrusy floral all at once. That's what I was going for. It's a very complex beer, and it's ever you know growing. But I, I haven't cha- you know it's it's a good recipe I think. Mister, you're right across the way there. Sorry. Great nose. Didn't even have to keep didn't have to keep the schnoz near it long. Great nose on it. <laughs> yeah. You, well, no. It's a. You, no, let me get a. Let me do this the way. The way they taught us at beer school. Just really get the nose. <laughs> well, no. So what they taught us, like for the the wholesaling side of it, it, was like they taught us that you put like you put your whole nose in, and then you slowly pull your nose like out, so you kind of like. Huh. I don't know why they said to do it that way. I don't, it's, they're assholes. <laughs> Everybody's an, everyone's a professional, you know. So it's, everyone's yeah. got their own opinion. But just take a whiff and, and sip it. That's what I do. But I definitely get a lot of that pine on it. It almost. Um, I had this beer four years ago called Smash. From Long Trail, yeah, S- Smash yeah. It was Smash Number Two, the single malt, single hop, yeah, and they used um, it was a uh, Simcoe, mm-hmm. and I forget what the malt was. Marisada, probably. I Maybe. think they used Marisada, but it had a very piney, like floral esque to it. Like this smells a lot like that, which is like it's kind of disgusting to me as having as many beers as I've had. I think eventually <laughs> they would all just start to smell the same. But oh. I can tell you, like, exactly which beer, I, based off the smell. Like, oh, yeah. That, that reminds oh, yeah. me of beer I've oh, had. Oh, yeah. Even more so with scotches and bourbons. It's kind of gross. Um, I got to get into home distilling. That's what I got to get That's into. That's what I'm going to do next, probably. Distilling? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> How soon can you be back on the show? Well, uh, <laughs> what are you <laughs> distilling, first of all? Well, I don't know yet. Rum? Yeah, maybe vodka. Ooh. This is very good. It's uh, different. Ta- it's unique. It's unique. I think it's. It fits well into the beer market because um, it's not, you know, it, it's just a unique beer. And I like being unique, doing things differently, and putting tons and tons of hops and not stopping, you know. And 
Now, I'm, I'm not articulate whatsoever. I do a very bad job explaining. This seems, to me seems very light. You know, it's right. very, very easy like to drink. A lot know? of people say that. That's awesome. However, you know, you interpret it. Yeah, it's fine. What are we? What are we looking at for percentage here? This one's about seven and a half. Again, oh, wow. real, real drinkable for a double IPA. Oh, <laughs> I like to keep it. You know, I, I felt at seven and a half, it was a better beer than eight percent. Because yeah, could, the masses, know. the masses of the world, you know, the, the beer snobs of the world. Oh, it's not nine and a half percent. Then it's not a real double IPA. Well, but, I mean, <laughs> no, I, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I like, I like lower percent. For, yeah. So, so basically, I drink two types of beer: stouts and everything else. Oh yeah. I'm a big stout drinker. Now, I'm not saying that any all the other beers are inferior. That's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying at all. But all the other beers, I like a lower percent beer because for me, yeah. stouts are not, with the exception of like Guinness. Well, yeah. you know, they're not something I'm looking to crush thirty of. You know, what's your favorite stout that you, which your top one that you've had? Um, regularly Ooh. available or all time? All time. My favorite stout all time I had was the 2013 Bourbon County City Edition. Wow. And what about the second one? That that obviously, you know, that's a yeah, tough one. Yeah, I mean, so. so the next like seven are all bourbon counties. No, but um, <laughs> I mean, so like, kind of like on a more regularly, regularly yeah. available. Um, Founders Breakfast Stout has always been a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I like the the simplicity of it. Right. Um, you know, being like a kind of more smooth, like quality. I uh, not IPA, stout that's yeah. not like over the top. Like you can drink a four pack of those. You're gonna have a. <laughs> you're not having much else to do that day, but you can drink four of them. <laughs> Um, I'm also a big fan of uh, Omni Polo makes a, a, a oh. stout called Noah, yeah, which is a uh, pecan stout. And then probably to round out, if I were to do a top three, it would be Stone's Woot Stout. Really? Those yeah. are interesting ones because, you know, there's, there's again, there's a lot of stouts out there that I've had. I'm not a big stout fan, mm-hmm. but yeah, I never actually, I, the only one I've tried off your list was the breakfast stout. Yeah, the, is, the Stone Woot Stout is really good. They they kind of, in my opinion, they fucked up the production of, or the uh the marketing of it by taking it out of the 22. I know the bomber market is dying in terms of a retail standpoint, but taking it from the 22 ounce and putting it into the four pack, 12 ounce, not only did it take away from like the flavor pro, because I feel like you get more of those like nutty flavors and things, the delicate flavors you're looking for in, in a a stout, but it also just drives the price point. Because you go from a 22 ounce bottle to essentially two bombers, right? You're going to two 24 ounce bottles, so yeah. you know the, the price point went from 13 dollars to 22.99 a four pack, and yeah. like I can justify spending it because I've had that beer before, right? But like but, the consumer, you know, what right? You know. The average consumer, someone who hasn't had it before, but yeah, I mean, like I, I like a lot of the local breweries have. They put out some really decently good stouts. New England puts a good one out. Um, oh, IST. Imperial Stout Trooper? Uh, no, there was another one. Yeah, I think that's the one. But they, it was a weird one. Like, they did a barrel age or something. Yeah, like they've done you know? some, like, odds and ends, like, yeah, one-offs. Mean, but these breweries in Connecticut are just so talented. I mean, yeah, I mean I the mean, beer coming out, of, it's gotten, it's, you know, it's really, really good. Yeah, uh, Two Roads does the Igor's Dream. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Stony Creek, I mean, I know that they do a blonde stout that they do with the, um, uh, what the hell's that? Stony Joe. Stony Joe. Yeah, that's a blonde stout that they do. Oh, but yeah. I don't know what like kind of like. Do they have a stout? Like a true probably, stout? They probably do as a brewery yeah. release, but nothing that's like made enough headway. But like mm. the coffee stout from Thimble Island is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do like the mutually assured destruction and the barrel age mutually assured destruction. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty good. Uh, Blackhawk makes the stouts, but yeah, like I mean, you'll get there. I mean, I have one stout called Pious Pilgrim. It's a maple stout. I put it out, um, you know, we're actually, it's going to be coming out next month. So uh, it, it's like kind of, I don't like to compare it to any any beer out there, but 
You ever heard, you heard the Lawsons uh, faced in maple style? Yep. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's kind of like on that same page. Okay. Yeah, I've never had that. I've, I've heard Lawson's finest liquids. Yeah, uh, I mean. Well, everyone's we, heard that because of Sip. Yeah. They took the world by storm. Yeah, right. And that beer changed, too. I hate to say it. It you did. Know? <laughs> well, you know, you know what's funny is. But it's still good, you know. <laughs> not only did the beer change, but it. I mean, it was super hard to get, and then they contract brewed it out of two roads, and you could get it all the time. And then people were all about it. And then still like a drug deal to try and get it. <laughs> right. But like, but then afterwards, like after they stopped the contract route, not only did the liquid change, but like the desire to get it changed. Well, of course. You know, people used to, I remember this one guy was chasing around a truck, a truck of, mm-hmm. of Lawson's all around the city. I'm like, this guy's out of his mind. <laughs> and he eventually had like four cases of it. And then we couldn't even, I, I walked in there, you know, I'm like, well, where is it? Oh, this guy took it all. <laughs> you know, you know what, what I think it is too, is there's just so much stuff on the market now. That you don't have to like, you know, beg to get a certain beer. I, they used to drive me nuts. You go into a liquor store and be like, "Do you guys have ship? I can sell well, you no. one can it's out of the, the four pack for seventy five dollars." I know what you're saying, but it, it, it didn't do that. It just moved to a different extremity. And instead of everyone trying to clamor to get that one four pack of sip or that one four pack of G bot, yeah. or Captain's yeah. Daughter, now it just turned into, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna wait in line for four hours for my beer." And I'm sorry, but. I, I won't do it. You know, I haven't done that since he- I went and got Heady Topper that one time. I waited three hours for the, the truck to come. This was years ago, and it was cold. And I'm like, <laughs> where the hell is the truck? It was delayed like two hours, and, and I was just a little pissed off, but I wanted my my two cases that they, yeah. you know. The only time match. I ever waited, was willing to go wait for a beer, and it was only because I was in the area. I went to visit my brother in Maine, and I went to Maine beer company oh, yeah. and they had a special release called after dinner now the dinner you Jeez. can only get there yeah. anyway right which is the i think it's just a regular ipa but the after dinner was a it was a double it was a double ipa with simcoe and citra hmm. and it was dry hopped and it was barrel aged and they oh. were making a one-time release of it and it was like and it they held the price point on it where it was like eight dollars for a bottle which is they do the 500 ml bottles which is a steal yeah. for a beer so I was like, I'll be willing to wait in line. Went up there, nobody. Nobody was there. Nobody was there. People were just pouring in left and right because what they did was they did a huge mailing list for people. Yeah. So everyone was just like, oh, yeah, I'll take four bottles. Here's my credit card number. They bought them ahead, and you went and got your four bottles. And yeah. if there was extras at the end, you got them. So when I got there, not doing a pre-order, they're like, sorry, the max we can do is four bottles. I'm like, right. you're welcome. <laughs> That's fine with me. I was hoping to get one. How was it though? How was it? It was fantastic, but like I didn't even have to wait in line for it. Never been to Treehouse, not once. You have my, um, why? Because I won't wait in line. You know, uh, I'm I won't the same do it. I would is... love to go up there. Oh, sorry. There is one other time I waited in line, and it's when I went with Mock. Yeah, we went. We, he to... went. He wanted to get Fuzzy Duck, Fuzzy Baby oh, Duck, yeah. and I wanted to get IST. And even that wasn't that bad. I mean, no, that was quick. That know... was a quick line because we were there early. Because a lot of the places now too, like even Alchemist with the Heady yeah. Topper, they they have the system, right? Where you have you know four lines dedicated to just cans like you can't oh let me try no you have to go up i want this done you're out and they they bang people through right you know it's it's becoming more efficient yeah yeah. was there more of that in that bottle there of the Uh, the pharaoh secret i like that a (laughs) lot is there any more in there that's the one that kicked right just before yeah here's a little bit man i wish i had more for you no that's that's fine you know i saw you know um it's on draft actually you know at tap house 150 in cromwell it's a new account um that's really really awesome place where's that place at it's in cromwell it's uh uh it's on uh seabeth drive oh okay Uh, you come off of the exit 21 and uh you pop a right what depends on which way you're coming from yeah 
It's yeah. down the road. It's a great place for beer. Really chill spot. Good pizza. And sure. then down the street, you can fill a growler of, you know, I have it on Joe's filling station. And that's another great, great spot. We got to we gotta get out more, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we sell ourselves way but, short. Yeah. It's just great to see that the, you know, the beer is starting to get out there and the people that like it, they can, they can find it now. Yeah. I mean, this is great. Well, that's the thing is like, though, but like. The, the beer market, like you kind right. of mocks it earlier, it's become so saturated. Yeah. For me, personally, when I go to, when I go out, if I'm going out with the intentions of drinking beer, I like to go to places like, like Tap House 150 is sounding like, or like uh, like the Hops Company, yeah. or like an Eli Cannons, like a place that's got a lot of tap handles. Oh, and yeah. the reason for that is because there's always some local brew that isn't, like, it, it's not mm-hmm. made for retail consumption. It's not made where you can get it in a store. So it's like something you're not really going to get to try elsewhere. Right. So I like those things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah when, definitely. But, like, but a package store, you kind of shop around. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to go to a brewery or a, I, don't, I don't like to go to a retail store anymore. I get overwhelmed now. Because you get overwhelmed. But when oh, I go geez. to a bar, I don't want to buy, buy a beer I can get at the retail anymore. Because now there's so, there's so many beers that are made. For distribution, but are not made for cans or bottles. They're only made in kegs. Exactly. I mean, we have we have close ties with the people over at the Blackhawk, and they have three or four beers that are only that only go out in logs. A lot of a lot of breweries do that, and yeah. honestly, I'll be honest with you, like some beer just tastes better on draft. Yeah. It does. Like the Pharaoh Secret, my opinion, I don't know if I'd ever can it because it's so much different on draft than mm-hmm. it is. And I time I put it in the bottle, it just doesn't work to my my specifications. To see that's just, that's me with anything from Nebco. Really. Anything from Nebco, I, I don't think the can holds up even close to the draft. I don't know what it is. It's just draft beer is just always yeah. better. Growler, yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because, I mean, we just had it out of the bottle, and I liked it a lot. Well, that was a growler, Phil. Oh, I guess that, <laughs> that makes, sense. That, makes that a lot of sense. That literally then. came out of my yeah. draft like, I mean, it, you know, like an hour before. <laughs> right. I mean, it would still probably be better on draft just because it would be like right from the tap to your mouth. But, yeah, overall, you, you just got draft beer. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> In fact, I'm just mad that you don't have more. You know? <laughs> oh, man. This, this no, is no, the no. one. I think this was the one we had at uh, Versus Parents' house a few weeks ago when we found yes. Vinny sleeping on the oh, canoe. So, so That's the is... one. That's the one. Yeah. Right. So please please uh, dive into this relationship a little bit more. So <laughs> I know Machine Washable was nice enough to uh, create the contact and create the, the, the love interest between GSWD and not Los Taurus, Lost <laughs> Taurus. <laughs> But um, so how how did how did this relationship come to be? Go ahead. Well, it started um, mock with a sexual threat. No, <laughs> so Gary as met all his relationships do. Versus Father Vinny through the PLAV. Ah, okay. The and PLAV. they were trying to get some of his beers down on tap there. And uh, this was a few months ago. I, I think Merce and I were actually out when we were looking at houses. And Vinny called and said, "Hey, listen, I want you guys to come down to this brewery. Uh, we're trying to get some of their beers on tap at the PLAV. I want you to try them." All right, cool. So uh, Vinny, myself, and Mercer went down. We tried some stuff. You know, good. You know, I, I know we tried the Pharaoh's Secret. I forget the name of the other one. Was it the same one we had tonight? Because no. it was a New England IPA. No, you did that. I think you had the seafood. I think that sounds that sounds familiar. You had the seafood, which I just made this Sunday. Please tell me that comes with a shrimp garnish. <laughs> <laughs> Coconut. <laughs> Better. But, uh, yeah, we you know, we tried some beers. We were hanging out for a little while, and then... Uh, you know, now he's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I kept on pouring beer for uh, him and Vinny. You want another one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really... oh, the two of them together are very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but I was I'm glad, I'm glad that they liked it. You know, and it's a small little brewery, but it's you know, hey, 
Well, especially Vinny too, because Vinny's like he he likes his like Sam Adams Oktoberfest and things. Yeah. So, so like the craft beer world. And that's for pretty him, much it. No, but exactly. So the craft beer world for him, if he keeps ordering, it means he likes it. Because yeah, if any anybody and all of us here do. If you know Vinny, he'll tell you exactly how he feels. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if he's not a fan of your beer. He'll be like, no, no, it, it sucked. But like, what you got? What else you got? Like, so he keeps ordering it. He loves it. <laughs> well, he said the Alberts was too citrusy for him, which makes sense. It's 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 a very hoppy beer, which you have in there. Yeah. You know, well, and, that's coming up next. But but he, he took the feral twice, and it's a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think too. I mean. It's got the percentage where he wants it, but he doesn't. You don't taste the higher percentage, right? You know, and and I like that a lot more with the double IPAs, where you can actually like enjoy it. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't it doesn't burn your mouth and your throat. It, it's mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. It's yeah. got good taste, good body. Well, the thing too is is that you know coming from somebody in my world who who's works with all these different spirits, there's a big difference. Like the line is very fine. So mm-hmm. like when you're talking about bourbon, for example. Right. The difference between one oh eight and one twelve is huge in terms of what that burn does. For me, it's the same thing with double IPs. The difference between under eight and over eight, it's night and day. Right. Seven, nine, and eight one is night and day. Now seven, seven, and seven, eight, no big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But seven it's that eight, that's the threshold, is the eight percent mark, and that's why people love oh, because you could taste the booze, the liquor, the alcohol in it, whatever. It's like Right. But Nobody drinks things because they like the taste of alcohol. That's not why. We <laughs> Usually, you're things. trying to mask the taste of. Yeah, alcohol. That, why do you think things like Alize pineapple exist? <laughs> UV blue exists. Yeah, right. But no, I I'm a huge fan of IPAs that have like that kind of like lower lower ABV point. Right. Um, because you can drink more of them, and usually with the lower ABV means the the, the bitterness isn't as high. And yeah. N- at least in the ones I've had, for the majority of my, especially when it comes to like the the um, sessions, right? Yeah, the sessions tend to have a low. Sm- but the problem yeah. is, is outside of knowing people like you, mm-hmm. the mass produced beers, the, the the founders and the stones yeah. and things like that, they, if you want a sub eight percent IPA, you got to drink a session, otherwise it's going to be eight point three. Uh, let me say, I got so drunk off a of stone deli- uh, delicious <laughs> IPA. <laughs> I literally had uh, six of them, and within like you know a short span, and I was just drinking them and drinking them because again it's fresher and it just hit me so hard because stone beers are strong. Mm-hmm. They, they're at least like I think it was like seven point seven percent on each bottle. So the drunkest I've ever been, we're gonna we're gonna go right down this All line right. since you opened up the story. <laughs> yeah. Was there's been a, Kendall's seen a lot of them, but this one was not one of them. <laughs> I was actually at my dad's house, and this is. So we, we were drinking. My dad's a Crown Royal drinker. Okay. Crown Royal and Ice House. It's what he's been drinking his whole life. <laughs> it's not changing. So he had a 30-pack of Ice House, and we had a, I bought him a handle of Crown for Christmas. Wow. So I was drinking Crown. He was drinking Ice House. And I was going through my car of beers that I got from a wholesaler and found a four-pack of Maltov Heavy from Evil Twin. Wow. Now, I'm sure you know what that is. Yeah. I don't think these guys know what that is. Do you know what Molotov Heavy is? I, I think I've heard of it. So Evil Twin, it's a it. malt, I believe it's an IPA, right? Yeah. It's a malt IPA that comes in around 18%. I was about, we'll call it a pint and a half a crown in. Jesus. Pretty fucked up already. It's trouble right Proceeded there. to drink the four pack. <laughs> oh my God. Fell asleep at about one in the morning on the porch. I woke up at six in the afternoon the next day. On the porch. 
I and I woke up. I felt like absolute because malt drunk is way different than any other kind of drunk. Oh my god! Anybody who's ever been drunk off of a forty ounce knows that it's a lot different than being drunk off Bud. <laughs> that's some heavy duty shit. You, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what happened. Kyle's crying over there because of what's on the TV. When are they going to stop like talking about it, Kyle? I know it. I it's it's great. What we he's get doing. it. He can I, walk. No, right. The, it's, it's awesome. Like the comeback he's making. But like, why do we keep highlighting it? Like he's making a return to the NFL. He's not. The guy was supposed to be paralyzed. Yeah, but so was Johnny Knox. So was Zach Miller. I mean, like, it happened. He's not the first. No, they weren't supposed to. Be. Zach Miller was literally ten <clears throat> minutes away from losing his leg. If they didn't get to the hospital, if they get to the hospital ten minutes later, they were going to have to chop and, his leg off. And at the so hip. was Teddy Bridgewater, and he's playing. I'm just saying, like, why him? Like, why is he the guy that we have to keep homering? Ask them. No, I'm asking you. I don't know. You do know. No. Nobody watches more Bleach Report than you. I refuse to believe you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mass has been beating him to the updates in the group text. <laughs> well, that's because Mass is on his phone 24 7. 100%. Get him. Now, I don't know if we spoke on this already. Did we talk historically how Lost uh, Lost Tourists kind of came to be? Lost Tourists? Like the, <laughs> no, the, the inception of, of how you started uh, Brewing Gary? Did, did I miss that? Did we talk about that yet? You should no, do, no. You should do like a Hispa- Hispanic Heritage Month event there and like change it to Low Stories and have, I, like, I, you know, have like Luchador Wrestling. I will. Why not? <laughs> Luchador well, Wrestling yeah. and you sell ponies for the day. <laughs> Gilberto Solis <laughs> in the main event. <laughs> well, no. Well, what it all started with, um, you know, I had a, you know, I got into craft beer. I actually had like a YouTube channel where I was reviewing beers and then we were just drinking, you know, like a good you know, our fair share. And someone said, why don't you try to make it? And I said, well, that's not a bad idea. So got a homebrew kit in 2015. It was in February. My first batch was a clone zombie dust recipe with so much. It tastes like butterscotch. <laughs> so, uh, but however, the next beer was Pharaoh's Secret. You know, uh, it wasn't all grain, you know. So I, eventually my third batch, I just went right to all grain. You know, I didn't mess mm-hmm. around. I got the... You know, I got a. Cr- I didn't get the crusher. I just started getting the mash ton, the lot, you know, the water ton, and the, you know, the bigger boil kettle, and yeah, just kept on going and going and going, and just kept on doing different beers. The beers I want, I that I loved, I wanted to try to you know replicate, mm-hmm. like the like the happiness of Teddy Topper. So every beer I put all these hops in it, you know, and that's just how it started. You know, just a love of craft beer, and. Not, just ran with it. Yeah. Oh. Actually, my great-grandfather was from Germany. He was the first home brewer that I know of in the family, and I actually named the beer after him, the Albert Sale. So it has a lot Very of German cool. in, German ingredients in it, kind of like what they would do. It's not a Pilsner or a lager. It's a hoppy IPA because I love hops, and I, and I love ales, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the trouble you would get in, Kendall, if you knew how to make beer. Man. You I'd should be. try it. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> anyone can make beer. And then if you like a certain beer, you know. But see, the thing is, is Kendall, it's not going to be the making beer thing. Though. Kendall wouldn't make beer. Kendall would be more in trouble if he started to learn how to make, like, like toilet spirits like they do in jail. Because, <laughs> oh, like, that stuff would be, like, 130 <laughs> proof. Toilet spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use the downstairs bathroom. I'm making something. Yeah. <laughs> Off limits until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> until Christmas. It, it's an addicting hobby. It's an awesome hobby, though. You know, it's time-consuming sometimes, but it's worth it. Is that Parky? Sorry. And you mentioned uh, interest in canning soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – so many people have asked me, you know, when are you going to have the cans? Because I want to take this home with me. You know, so I 
I'm going to get a canner and start canning soon. Like whatever's left over from my, you know, small batches, you know, put a case together and sell it. I, I mean, down the road. I don't know when that's coming though. Hey, little by little. Now, right. is, is beer your full-time job now? No. It's no. my part-time job. I work a full-time job during the day. You know, so. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. What do you do full-time? Uh, Drink beer? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I sit on the highway in that DOT truck. Just, just sit there. And then I sometimes I mow the grass, too. <laughs> hey, you can you drink know. while doing that. <laughs> it's like mowing the lawn. Who's to say no? <laughs> it's like mowing the lawn, but with 78 inches of commercial <laughs> blade. I don't know if it's 78 inches. I just guessed. It's up there, though, isn't it? Aren't those? Those get big, right? Those are the ones with the huge wings. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, though, I would love to do beer full time, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah. right now. Hey, you'll get there. Stay on the grind. You never know. Oh yeah, it's yeah. little by little. Now, do you have interest in like doing any type of collaborations with? Oh yeah, brewers and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I did a collaboration with. He's a he's uh on the cusp. I I don't know if I should call him a home brewer or a brewer, but it's uh bearded belly brewer, and we did uh a really good collaboration New England IPA. This is a serious New England IPA. Um. You know, he's known for that, for, for, oh. for his fans, so we just brought it together. <laughs> I was just like, uh-oh. Yeah. I thought we lost power. <laughs> no, just kept, just kept on well, I knew we didn't lose power because when the lights went out, Target commercial came on. It was like, just Kyle over there stretching. <laughs> so, Kyle, why don't you ask a couple questions? You've been pretty quiet over there. Yeah, this is your guys' thing. Well, actually, I mean, well, Kyle, actually. You can ask questions. I'm listening. Ask sports questions. We're not in today. We didn't. We didn't even, we're not into it yet. I don't know if you realize, but we're a pretty erratic group of people. So, when I when uh, I was down at the brewery, we found out <laughs> Ooh, that, that hot dog in it. you know oh, you know bad fisherman brewing. Yeah, yeah, I did a beer fest with them. They're really nice. Yeah. So nah, they they were, I think they were our first beer guests. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's because that's different though. That's got a homer relationship to it. Well, yeah, because Kendall's good friends with one of the the. Proprietors. Was that our first one, or did we do? Uh... I think Steve was the first one at Maple. No, no, we didn't do them at Maple. That was a Hamden. Steve, no, Steve came. Do, Steve came to Maple. Steb. He oh, came to yeah, Maple. He did, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, that was so before was, Cliffside. Yes, it was Steb, then Cliffside, then them again. No, then then Blackhawk, then them again, then Thimble Island, then Blackhawk again, <laughs> then Los Toritos Brewing out of Meriden. So you've had them on the show before, like all, all the ones you just mentioned? Not on the show. So the 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 bigger breweries, we've, we've gone, gone to, to them and oh, done yeah. rem- like kind of like remotes. Yeah. Just because we, we, like, we go in there before they open up the tap room and we set up shop and, and right. talk a little bit and then just shut down and stay and drink some beers. That's how to do it. And do it. If, you build, <laughs> if you build a good enough relationship with them, sometimes the beer's free. Oh, yeah. Black Hog got us. First time we were there. <laughs> Good and drunk. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Big time. Ooh, four to eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Black Hog's been around. I don't know. I like, I like to say they've been around for a while, but I mean, have they? I mean, they're, they're always at every beer fest I do. They uh, they actually just last month had their five-year yeah. anniversary. So it's been a while. Yeah. They're, they're, the thing is, they've been around for a while, but they feel like they've been around so much longer because they're everywhere. Well, Tyler's just so good at creating concepts and, and then like going right through them. And granted, they, they yeah. have the facility and the space to do it. But he he just pumps beers out, and if they he keeps them on tap at the tap room, and if they work, then he tries them exactly. further, and then they go from and he just they make a lot of beer, you know, they make a lot of different beer that appeases to the entire spectrum of beer drinkers, you know, that's exactly. not just the IP. 
You know, yeah. the Granola Brown was their first beer, and that's not the standard beer of, of today. Right. You know, or, or yesteryear. I mean, it's not at all. It's, it's it just definitely. just goes to show you, like, what the breweries wanted. It's true. You got it. I have a good catalog for everyone to enjoy, you know? Yeah. If I had a tap room, I would just toss these experimental beers on, these West Coast IPAs, these New England IPAs, and just see what people thought. <laughs> Uh, Bob comes out with two different beers. <laughs> I'm like, why are we drinking that one? I, that's been in the fridge for like six years for a reason. Well, we definitely like to come and, and see your operation, whatever. I mean, what are you doing tomorrow at 8 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to work. 7 a.m. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> I don't All right, so we got some room between 7 and 8. Yeah, it's a very small brewery, but, you know, it, it'll show you, you know, small batch, hand focus. Hey, what's up, John? Quality. I mean, I don't mess around, mm-hmm. you know, I try to make the best beer I can, and I put my heart and soul into this whole thing, and I just love beer, and I love when people say, you know, this is an awesome beer. Great joy. Well, I don't like to speak for other people, but so far, two home runs. Thank you. Now, this particular one, that Mike's, <laughs> that Mike's porn, this is very happy. Um, again, it's clear. It's a German-inspired ale. Well, technically, I should make it a lager. You know, makes sense, doesn't it? Coming from Germany. <laughs> now, is this uh, It's brewed with real Wiener Schwitzel. <laughs> is this a rebottle or is this a, uh, a label that you made? It's or? a label I made, yeah. It's no artwork. Up? It's just, just my great-grandfather on there with, you know, the, gov- the government warning and shit you had to put on it. But, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, my aunt and uncle in the back, great aunt and uncle, the new, new car in the 1940s. What two questions? You just asked two separate questions. Is this a rebottle or is this your own label? Of course, it's his own label. Were you asking because there's two different sized bottles? No, I'm asking because remember when Bad Fisherman started, they would just use the Sam Adams bottle and not do anything with it. <laughs> That's what I was. I wasn't sure. Oh, oh, oh. no, they well, had labels on them. Not the first ones they did. Yeah, they did because so I had the bottles. Your glass. I, I had the se- I had the second and third generation. But then you have beer that they didn't bring to the show. Yeah. No. They well, I'd, I'd like to see the. I don't want to put the uh, the label close to the camera. Rebecca, hey, hey, it's all it. about bad radio. Well, we're on Facebook. They could. Uh, you're on Facebook. You're on Facebook too. That's pretty cool. Prove it. Like I said, I really want to get you guys that experimental one I have when it's carved up. I'll save it for you when you come by the brewery. Yeah, for sure. Seven thirty tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Hey, you up yet? That gives you a, gives you a half hour to wake up and get there. I Ready do. to do some drinking. <laughs> we are good to go. Do you live local to the brewery? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's out of my house. It lives at the brewery. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, oh. It, yeah, it, it's separate from my house, but it's at my house. I, I built an extra. I built, uh, oh, so I could like do like 710. <laughs> There's no yeah. travel time. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, so it's just so basically, like... I just text you and say, hey, I'm here, and you just roll out of bed. That's and it. That's it. Throw on maybe you know maybe a robe or something, depending on you know what your sleeping arrangement is. And... Kimono. A kimono? <laughs> it's, it's, it was pretty cool to do it that way. You know, It's just in a small room, and it's all I need. It it is a pretty cool setup, and and it's amazing the the results for the setup because you know it's not a big production thing, but the the beer coming out of it is is I mean top notch. Oh, thanks, man. What Thank style you. of beer did we say this was? German. German. It's a it was called a hoppy pale ale. Really dragging. If, if if they made like an IPA dunkel, this is what it would be. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. what it smells like to me. It's an IPA dunkel. Oh, those are good beers. Dunkles? Yeah. Yeah, I almost bought the Hoffra one today. Let me tell you, that Hoffra one is 
they're one of the best breweries in Germany, in my opinion. I think in the world, to be honest with you. They're they're, they're it's just they're, it's so consistent. It's the water, you know. I mean, you can't replicate that here. That's why you put franchises of Hof Bar around the United States, but they import it from the brewery in Germany for a reason. You can't brew that beer and, and still get the same results, even with the water chemistry. It just wouldn't work. There's yeah. no Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> the oil can. I saw Kyle's ears perk up over there. <laughs> Kyle, what'd you think of the beers? I haven't tried the third one yet. Okay, well, what'd you think of the other ones? They were smooth. Good. That's good to hear. Some people you should have just stayed home today. <laughs> Could have watched this from an air-conditioned room on your couch. He's like, yeah. I could have had Mountain Dew. <laughs> the best brew out there. I like this one a lot. Really happy there's a second bottle of it over here. You got to get open it or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to get some. Even though I have bottles and bottles of it at home. Yeah, but... I should have I should have bought you guys, you know, like, like a whole, you know, like a whole, you know, box of it. I have a lot of the Alberts in the bottles left over. As much as we like to taste beer... It doesn't even come close to liking free beer. <laughs> that doesn't even come close to cold beer. Well, you got to say, if you didn't like it, like, this guy's terrible. I, at least it's free beer, though. I'm still going to drink it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so, but the thing is, is like, we, we like to, you know, especially, like, these these small operations, we like to see you guys succeed, you know? So. Yeah, thank you, you know. and We, we don't want you bringing your whole product here. We, we'll come there and drink it. And you're more than welcome to. It just flows off that tap. And hey, flows I mean, and flows and no flows pressure. But if like we flows. don't have to, if we don't have to pay for it there either. <laughs> well, there, is, there is a charge, you know. After a while, you know, forty-five cents. Forty-five cents. That's why we, that's why we, that's why we bring the Discover card over there. Six dollars. Get, get enough beer in him, and yeah, it's on me. Everything's on me. <laughs> well, it's on me without all the booze. <laughs> that's not true. Not all the time. Yeah, so actually, when you're not drunk, you're pretty much a now. One time, bastard. one time I asked you to pay my phone bill, and you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Bullshit. Phone bill. Yeah. But then I gave you a bottle of Johnny Walker Black, and halfway through it, you were like, you know, I'll, I'll help you out. You're my bro. These <laughs> roaming charges? Forget about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Covered. <laughs> roaming charges? Was this 2010? <laughs> oh, I see you made a lot of phone calls before nine. Uh, we'll let it slide. <laughs> Should have waited for your anytime minutes. Dick. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I met a person the other day that still has singular. How? That's not That's impossible. No. They, so... What happens is, is like they they had it. They were one of the initial customers that come th- come through with it. So it's not the singular service anymore, but it's still the singular phone. Jesus. Oh, so they're just rocking the old phone. But they're still they're still running. Whoever bought singular AT and T, yeah. So they're, yeah. they're on AT and T's plan, but they still have the grandfathered plan from their original singular. So they still have to go by. I I only have X amount of minutes between the hours of eight a.m. and, and eight p.m. And so and they, they're still Jeez. rocking the. Sing- it's ridiculous. Oh my god! I think I I'd love snap it. my own neck. You'll find them at SBC. He's 82. Still. He he legitimately asked SBC. me the other day what... He asked me the other day, he was like, I heard that you can send pictures on phones. Is that real? And I was like, yeah, you can, nope. <laughs> like, you can send videos on phones. He goes, no. I was like, even... Yeah, videos you don't even have to film. I can, I can actually take a video off of YouTube and send it to you. No, you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> no. No, yeah, you can't, yeah. Marty. You're a liar. <laughs> His name's not Marty. He's got a much funnier name than that. He's got a name, uh, my uh, my made-up sports uh, name of choice for baseball. Fat. Uh, what's the full version of it? Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Hey, Mike, That's I just name? got your email. Thanks. Yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, call is, me. <laughs> his name is Thaddeus Jameson. Wow. Great name. 
That's a good name. That is a fantastic name. It's a fantastic name. It's funny. Not we, as fantastic as these beers we're drinking now. We uh we talked quick in the driveway. <laughs> On the way here, I realized I didn't give Gary my phone number at all. So Jeez, like, I was hoping this guy was still on. I'm not going to know when he's here. here you know? <laughs> I was going to lay down my horn. I wanted you, to my house. Are you, he knocks on pictures, are you getting sports with Trump? <laughs> nah. 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 <laughs> but I am on Spreaker. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we worked it in. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, don't you worry about that. Um... So, you have any more questions, right, Bear? Right, Bear? Um, I, I enjoyed that as well. You know, it's funny. You get that, that the second beer, the name escapes me now. Pharaoh's the second one's Pharaoh's Secret. Pharaoh's Secret. How do you spell Pharaoh, Kendall? Uh, P-H-A-R-O-A-H. Ooh. No? Rebecca's like shaking her head like, I fucking teach unpotty trained children and this guy can't spell Pharaoh. You want to hear a funny story about that? I actually misspelled the label for like a few months. I'm not even knowing it. F A R O H. That makes it unique. That's a good story. Yeah. You didn't misspell it. They misspelled it. That's how it goes. That's true. Because you you made a beer. This is the name of a beer. So they can't fucking go based off of what you do. Fuck them. (laughs) Fuck the system. Think of some of the beer names out there. You could do anything. Yeah. It's like, no, we did that on purpose. (laughs) There's so many plays off of like. Hops this, hops that, hop the, hop. The, you know, it, yeah. it's funny because you can hop with this or you can hop with that. Let's you get can hop, hop with this. Yeah, let's get hopping. Yeah, hop out your seat and hop around. Be happy. Be happy. My funny, the funny one. Optimism. Like Pop Goza the weasel for like a Goza. Souls likes that. Beer has just beer names have essentially just become fantasy football. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what it is. I like lamp. That's, that's a beer name I saw today. I like Lamp. I like Lamp. $1,000 to whoever can call me on my personal cell phone that's not in this room right now and tell me what movie that's from. I'm glad you put your arms up. I don't know if you know this, but you're actually in this room right now and you have very hairy pets. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're so hairy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, that's my favorite Kyleism is the three lyrics followed by and the humming. The humming. <laughs> yeah. Gonna find my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's like. Motown Philly. <laughs> I don't know if it gets the law, you know. You know, I was told by my dentist that the reason humming hurts is because my teeth are too close to my lips. Hmm. When I hum, it hurts. And I asked my dentist one time. I was like, "What?" And that hurts. But like, it gets that like that like that stinging sensation. Yeah. And I was like, "Why does it do that?" And then they so they're like, "Oh, they're like, you have abnormally like outward protruding gums." So your teeth are closer to your lips than the average person. So when you hum, your lips immediately reverberate off your teeth. This is my fun fact of the day. But it was, but like, like it hurts. Like it's like like when I hum, it's like when you sit on your leg for six hours and you try to walk. Yeah, it's like that. Man, I hope we do a "What did you learn today?" segment yeah. later. I'm gonna jot that down. You didn't jot it down. I didn't. You're it's not up gonna. Here. You're gonna forget. Yep. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially because you're kind of a dick if, like, the one thing you talk about, like, learning today was about me and not about Gary. <laughs> I, I could have learned more than one thing. Yeah, but you can only say one thing. That's not true. It's 100% true. 100% true. 100%. Did we get into uh, Gary's favorite beer, beer that he ever drank? Oh, Heady Topper. I, I didn't have to think about that. All right, which Nothing. favorite beer that you've ever drank that you've made? Pharaoh's Secret. Which favorite beer that you've ever drank that's from Connecticut? Pharaoh's Secret. I was going to say Okay, that. sorry. Favorite beer that you've ever drank okay. from Connecticut that you okay. didn't okay. make. Okay, okay, okay. The, or- ori- the original Gandhi Bot. The 
before they renamed it G-Bot. I hate to say it, I, you know, on the it's podcast, different. but it changed. No, why, why you, you know, we're not friends with Netco. I, not yet. I usually <laughs> just, I usually, keep, I don't know, but it, it, when it first came out, it was so dank. You can say and whatever you want because when the we the thing just blew my palate away. Like yeah. I almost dumped it, but then I just started drinking it. Then my cousin gets in, and he's like, he can't believe it. And then we even said, what happened to it? It changed. That was my the best beer. Now, I, I then we have G Bot. Like what? What happened? Yeah. It's like, it's like you can say whatever you want because when we become friends with a new brewery place, we don't give them access to prior shows because, unfortunately, there is a certain member of the show that doesn't really know anything about beer and shits on every beer he's ever had. That's oh. right. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so we try and keep that under wraps. <laughs> I tried to. Kyle was like, "I'm looking for a beer. I don't know if it will, if this guy's brewing well, what's a lot your, of beer." What's your favorite Connecticut beer you've had? Mm, something that's like don't, semi relatively available. Yeah, not a stout. Not a stout. How's that? You know, not a stout? Not a stout. That's fucked up. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, dude. It's your favorite air to breathe. You can't say O2. Uh, no. Um, hmm. O4. Not a stout. That's probably, probably Black Hog Granola Brown. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's a tie. It's probably a tie between that and... Um, I, love, uh, I love Flam. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Lamb. All right. Yeah, it's probably that. Doing it out. <laughs> That's cool. I can tell you my least favorite Connecticut beer. Least favorite Connecticut beer. Go ahead. Go for it. Anything by... Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot the name. Um, What? I, no, I go ahead. What do you, what I thought you were going to make a joke. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> not anything by Los... No, um, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, it's, what the fuck is the name of it now? I'm blanking on it. It's the fucking brewery up in Enfield. Hazardville there. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about They make about Jungle them. Juice and Hop mm-hmm. Hazard. Powder Hollow? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, you talk about toilet beer. I mean, they don't. (laughs) But it's like, it's not even like they made beer in a toilet. It's like they took a shit in a toilet, poured beer in it, and then recanned it. I hope we never have them on the show. Because if we do, they're never going to be want to come back because I'm going to be brutally honest. Their beer is terrible. So, surprise. (laughs) Next week. (laughs) Actually, they're in the next room. (laughs) No, I I can't stand their beer. I mean, I was in charge of my local beer portfolio. I worked worked a large retail chain for five years, and I was in charge of the local beer portfolio, and I was in charge of Brown Spirits. And I brought their beer in. You know, my dad's from Enfield, so I was all about – I knew exactly where they were located. Mm -hmm. I did the Powder Hollow River tubing as a kid, the whole nine yards. And I was like, oh, all right, cool, like blah, blah, blah. And he dropped off the samples, and – well, you know, I'm working, so I don't, I don't have the samples. I didn't, and my cashiers brought them home. Right. So I didn't really, get, and, and they came in, and I bought a four pack. I brought it on the show. I didn't even finish it. Wow. It was terrible. Which ones you have? The Hop Hazard. I had all of them. The Hop Hazard was bad. The West Coast IPA was bad. The Jungle Juice was terrible. The the salvageable one they made a Russian Imperial Stout. Right. That was okay. Like it was good for the price point. I'm not gonna like shit all over that one. But it wasn't anything to write home about. Like the 1920 Prohibition Porter. Cool. Cheeks. Very wordy name, too. <laughs> like the year. Well, Prohibition. I know, I know. Dumbass. Kenna, what's your favorite Connecticut beer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm... Hold I'm, on. Let's let's really break this down. Because as long as, as long as Gary doesn't mind, and if you do, well, sorry. But what's your favorite... We're going to go around the horn. What's your favorite Connecticut IPA? There we go. That's a good question. And then we can change it up. We'll do like Connecticut IPA, Connecticut Dark Beer, and Connecticut Other. I like that one. So Dark Beers would include Stouts, Porters. We'll okay. throw Brown Ales in there, Holiday Ales, because those are usually darker, a little bit spicier. But So what's your favorite Connecticut IPA? I know Mox. 
I'm not sure if I know yours. So can I can I count the the, the G bot though? It's a G bot or Gandhi bot. Well, the thing is, I can. A... It's got to be a current beer. Current beer. Something you can Correct. buy today. Today, okay. okay well, that works. And not anything that we've had tonight. Or mm-hmm. know somebody in this room that can make something. Right. I think if they come back to me, I think everything I like a lot is not always readily available. Well, no. G-Bot's readily available. It, yeah. So, that, saw, that's a beer that I, I would consider that more readily available. I'm saying It you, used to not be. But right. It is right. I'm saying you can't say like Fuzzy Baby Duck. That's a brewery release only. You can't get that at a package store. I mean, you can get it on tap. But like, it's going to be something that you could buy at a store. Right. Oh, well, you know, and I finally I just got to have it was the, the ice cream man. Super disappointed. Well, I, I liked it because you I, thought it was going to be a milkshake IPA. Well, no, I thought it was going to be more like creamsicle based. Honestly, I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> it's not called well, the creamsicle man because I I, I, found, I was reading on this forum. We're just going to call it about like popular beers r- right now. I tell time. you, guess what I had? Uh, guess what I had last Friday? What? Uh, that Lucky Charms IPA from uh, Virginia. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah, it was really good. How'd you get that? Uh, one of the guys went down to Virginia for a week vacation Aww. and got a can of it. For he got a can for me. Well, like we we split the can at the, yeah. at the tasting. It was really awkward doing a tasting for a supplier while and we're drinking beer that doesn't come. Yeah. <laughs> well, they found out too. They just they came out with a double scoop. So now, like, oh, this has to be way better than something I already really liked. So I'm just an obsessive person. So what would you pick? Uh, the Chiba. Alright, yeah. Souls? Favorite. Super <laughs> I don't know, because Two Juicy's Connecticut too, so he's having a... Nah, Super Drupal is his favorite beer of all time. Mm. Oh, Taylor Gabriel, two touchdowns. Oh, That's bitch. a good beer, though. I can't argue with him on that. They make the, they do a good job with that. Yeah, that one's my favorite. Okay. Gary? Right, I'm going to have to say Sea Hag, because I'm always drinking that damn beer. That's going to be repeated <laughs> in about three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Sea Hag's been one of my favorite beers, yeah. like, since I got into IPAs and everything. I, it's just, I like the price of it. I like the taste of it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> everything just kind of checks the boxes. That's fine. I mean, hey. So, mine, for a very long time, was Two Roads, Little Heaven. Okay. Because I, li- I like that lower percent. Yeah, you're, you're about a session that. guy. Yeah. But, um, after having it fresh, now I know that fresh isn't readily available, but it's the same fucking. But we had, because they self-distribute, when I was doing the retail, Thimble Island dropped off six cases of their Ghost Double IPA mm-hmm. that was bottled that morning at 6 a.m. And they wow. dropped it off at 9. And I was like, all right, I'll bite. Bought a six-pack, cracked one open in the cooler, drank three more in the cooler, and then proceeded to work the rest <laughs> yeah, of the day. The, the oh, Ghost nice. Double is, the ghost, is I, really good. That's probably my favorite IPA in Connecticut. All right, oh, what's nice. your favorite dark beer in Connecticut? Kendall? Um, don't have one. That's not true. That's not true. So, so what do you mean? I mean, are you saying dark like beers is stouts, porters, dark ales, so um, like a brown ale, like a brown ale? Yep, something like a holiday ale would be fall into that because it's even though it's not thick, it, it's like a darker beer, a lot of, like more spices to it. Yep. It's, it. it's more geared towards cold weather. It's not. Ge- it's not a hot weather beer. I know you wanted to go with the granola brown because I I do like that one a lot. So you can say that. But I'm between that, and I'm also real partial to the dock time at Stony Creek. <clears throat> but I think no, that's that's an amber ale. It is. I wouldn't consider that a dark one. Well, then it's the granola brown. I wouldn't. Would you consider amber ales to be dark? I mean, they're dark in color, but like that, that's what but I, I mean. But I say like a dark beer. I We're mean, talking like, like a stout. Yeah, like, is there like any... a heavy, like a like a heavier cold weather beer. 
Oh, See, stouts are tough because I'm not a big stout guy. I guess we'll have to take we'll have to take it. You'll have to take it then. Yeah. No, granola brown. I'll, I'll accept, yeah. but I, I don't. I think Doc Time would fall Doc into Time's the amber down, that kind of fall into the other category. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Although the stout that we had at um, Black Hawk last time we were there, the five year anniversary one, was very good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I said it there. So you know, it's funny. A beer that I was always kind of on the fence with was the uh, from Devil Island, the vanilla. Good, good uh, one, Alwanka. The vanilla coffee stout. The, the jokingly vanilla bean coffee stout. It's not vanilla bean. And it's funny. This, this When I first had it, I was like, eh, this isn't for me. Right. Then I found myself like going back to it. And it's like, because I think about it a lot, actually, that beer. <laughs> I don't, so I don't know if it's a favorite, but it's definitely I, something that's always like on my mind. I can picture you at home, too, just like pacing your house. Just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Aren't you guys all favorites of the... Other Guinness, <laughs> the Guinness Blonde. Yeah, no, oh, you guys all love that, right? Uh, right Turn his the, mic off. It's right up there with the Nitro IPA. Down <laughs> with Guinness. Well, no, Down Guinness itself souls. is great. I'm fine Down with, with souls. I'm fine with that. Murder me. <laughs> okay. I accept. You know, your aunt's listening right now. She doesn't appreciate that. I'm not a real child of the family. Wow. Love you. Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, your favorite dark beer? Clean your room, Kyle. You know, back to Nebco, I say coffee breath. Ooh. <clears throat> I, I don't dark know. Horse, I like that one. You know, I've been down there and I tried that and Cool Beans. Yeah. Both, both really good. I like coffee stouts. I, I don't know. I just do. Yeah. Well, coffee stouts is kind of like that, like in between for like people who don't really like stouts, but yeah. like, like coffee. You know, exactly. Like, Mock doesn't like coffee or stouts, so or souls too, so it doesn't really like help for them. Yeah, I can do like the milk stouts. Those are like the. the um, What's it? Left hand, the nitro stout. The nitro milk yeah. stout. That one's pretty good. Like I could do those because it's. Co- I don't like coffee. No. So when it's a coffee stout, I'm just like, ah, this is. I don't like coffee, so. <laughs> there, there, so it's already uh, one strike. There was one time uh, I work at a radio station, and the uh, Riddler was in the neighborhood. And, Mike, by the way, right? And he left. A, he left a bunch of the the milk stouts underneath my car. So it was at a time when Kendall wasn't living in Milford. He was house sitting for like, oh, the, the weekend and nobody could make it down that weekend to hang out with him. Even Rebecca was busy. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so Kendall was just like, he had to work all weekend. So he was working Saturday and Sunday before he was starting before liquor stores opened. And after liquor stores closed Friday, he started before. And after. So like, he didn't have anything to, like when he got home to unwind, like watch him. So I went, I was in Milford getting dinner. So I dropped a case of beer and I left it under his car in the parking lot for like three hours <laughs> and he comes out and just gets it and puts it in his trunk He's, he texts me says don't drive off without yeah whatever you do don't drive off without <laughs> looking under your car but what are the best presents i've ever got i got like a 12 pack i think or more maybe was it it was a 22 it was a case it was because it was a yeah. breakage case yeah. from the store so it was two bottles that were broken yeah. drank a lot of those that night see for me it's super tough because um, there's so many yeah. good ones. I mean, Igor's Dream is really good, but that's, that one, Igor's yeah. Dream is not regularly available. I won't count IST as regularly available. I mean, it, it's produced yearly, but it's not something you can buy all the time, which makes it really tough. Because like the coffee stout is really. Oh, good you're for right. Me. I messed up. You're right. You can't get that all the time. It's a the group. coffee breath. Okay, I got to go back and think of something else. Then. See, but the problem is, is, I feel like we have to alleviate that rule for Connecticut because uh, I feel like there's not that many regularly available stouts. I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, two way two roads makes the expressway, but no, I don't like. That's terrible. I don't know. I mean, the coffee stout from Thimble Island, it, it's good, and it's what's regularly the, available. What's the Russian Imperial that Two Roads Igor's does? Dream. Yeah, Igor's it, that's Dream. That's it? That's the only one? I thought they had another one. 
Well, I think they they oh no they, it in... they use, I don't think they I haven't seen it in in production for a while, but they make they used to make a Russian Imperial Stout in the bombers. Yeah, and then they made it in four packs, but I haven't seen it for the past two years. Just I like, might have yeah. just missed it. Just like back east, they make a uh, yeah stout or something. But they then they renamed it, and it was you know. Yeah, I don't um, know. That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know what I see in the store in the summertime. You have, no, you just everything. go go ahead and go with the coffee breath. All I'm right. I'm gonna stick with um, mine will be probably be would be Thimble Islands Barrel Age Mad. That's cool. really good. Oh yeah, sure. destruction. Thimble Islands two for two for bad. What about an out of, Oh, we already did that. I was going to say out-of-state stout, besides the ones you mentioned. Anything from Goose Island. Anything from Goose Island. Any stout from Goose Island is top-notch. I mean, here's the thing. Anything made in the Fulton Street Brewery from Goose Island is top-notch. It's all very good. I almost broke my face there. <laughs> I almost broke my back. I can't there. believe you've never been to Treehouse. I mean, I know you don't want to wait in line, but... They these they're popping out all these stouts like crazy. So I've had crazy. them. Like I've had like uh, was it milk shot? Is double that shot, double, double shot. shot. Yeah. I've, I've had them because like when I did so working retail, I worked with a lot of beer snobs and knew a lot of beer snobs that came in. So people would be like, "Hey, I'm going to the treehouse, you know, in a couple of days. You want me to grab you?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, sure. Here's twenty bucks. Just right. get me whatever this buys. Something good." So I've had you know I've had the Julius, the King Julius, the single shot, the double shot, the triple shot. I've had the Snow Day. I've had, oh. you know, I've had a lot of their beers, the, the, the you know, the, and then the, obviously the green, the haze, yeah. but I just won't go up there to wait in line. So no, I've never been to the brewery and I've, yeah. I've seen, I saw the old brewery, like I've driven by it a few times, but I've never, I haven't been to the new one. To be honest with you, when they first opened, I went to their Munson brewery and it was a barn. And yeah. It, the Munson it, one's the one it, I was originally, I, I, yeah. I drove past. I've seen that one, but it I haven't seen the new one. It was such a completely different atmosphere. The new one's in what, Lowell? Uh, no, it's, um, uh, now nah, Lowell's a train thing. It? Fuck you, Kendall. Charlton, Charlton. <laughs> yeah, Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton. <laughs> Jeez, even that doesn't give Kendall or Kyle some fucking perk. Kyle, Kyle's eating shit tonight. <laughs> well, I gotta say the Lawson's maple stout was one of my favorite stouts I've ever had. It was just delicious. Yeah, they make good stuff. I, I'm a very intrigued, but I, I was not familiar that that was a thing. No, like, you're not familiar with a lot of things. Well, that is true. <laughs> it's probably the truest thing that's ever been said on the show. Right in my alley, though. That's the, I would love to go up to Treehouse, but I know I don't want to wait, and oh, I, would, yeah. I would spend so much money. You could come out with a dolly now, like a hand truck. Yeah, all that's right. Food. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> It'd be ridiculous. But the prices are pretty fair. <laughs> they are. I mean, yeah. they're not super ridiculous. No, no, no. I'm not saying they're expensive, but I'm, I would spend every dime that I had. Because you know me also. I'm a merchandise guy. I, I would come home. Yeah, and they and they make the, they make the cool glassware too, like the stem yeah. glass, beer glasses, and all that It'd stuff. It'd be game over. And they also have a Funko Pops shop there too, <laughs> inside the brewery. They're, yeah, their beer can Funko Pops limited edition. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't mention Trillium though. They're neighbors. Trillium, mm-hmm. I like them a little bit better than Treehouse, believe it or not. That's right. I I've, I think my favorite New England brewery is Maine Brewing Company. Oh god, yeah. I but, love dinner. It's one of my top beers. Dinner's good. Lunch is good. Um, you know, Tom. Me and old Tom is, is pretty good. You can't yep. beat Hetty Topper though, or Focal Banger. Yeah, but I, I would Jesus. rather I'd rather have a brewery that makes my second through eighth favorite beers than my All first right. beer. Which is, <laughs> I mean, I mean, wrong, am I wrong? I think it depends on what you're trying to do at that particular time. No, what I'm saying, but like, if your first favorite beer of all time is from Thimble Island, but your second through eight favorite beers are from Blackhog, which brewery do you like more? But that, but well, I see what you're saying. Mm. I see what you're saying. Where would you spend your time and your money? Well, again, it depends. If I, if I'm there, looking solely to have my favorite beer, then that's what I would do. Yeah, but I mean, but if you're looking to switch it up over still, some time, I'd rather spend a hundred dollars on my second through eighth favorite beers than spend a hundred dollars on just one type of beer. 
I don't want to drink one beer. My beer, my, my beer journal is way more diversified than anybody else's on this show. Right. I know oh. I'm right. Beer journal. Beer journal's on it somewhere. Over there somewhere. I don't know. We document everything we have. Mox is oh. falling apart. Well, you know what it is? I, I can't help. I got the... Oh, you pick at it? Idle hands, and just one day, just kind of did one of those. Didn't know this happened until today. Yeah. You piece of shit. Well... I spent $3 on that. <laughs> you laugh at it, but we can't find them anywhere else, so $3 well spent. So my walk is weighing in saying she likes the Bell's Kalamazoo Stout. Oh, the Kalamazoo Stout. That's right. No. When the hell no did you way. drink that? Someone's at your house, Kyle. <laughs> Waka, when did you drink that beer? I'm not saying you we didn't need drink a day. it. I'm not, no, I don't need a day. I'm not saying you didn't drink it. I just need to know when, because that's so outside of what I picture you drinking. <laughs> I mean, basically, if it's not a pistachio shot, I'm shocked. Yeah. Where, where, where is Kalamazoo, Kendall? Uh, Michigan. Michigan, I believe. He wasn't going to say that. I was going to say that, Kyle. He was going to say that. Kyle chimes in for one second. Kyle, Kyle just, quiet, quiet, quiet. Fuck you, Kendall. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> F you. That, that's you right there, Kyle. That's you right there. The yellow hair. Nope, not him. Butters? Yeah. I think Kyle would be the Butters. Nah, who would Kyle be in South Park? Kyle. No. <laughs> Because <laughs> nah, Kyle's like the leader. You're not the leader. He's not the leader. Stan's the leader. Yeah, but like Kyle, Kyle and Stan's Stan, not. The they're leader. like the interchangeable leader. So that's like the Kendall Jeff. What? Yeah. You not might... even close. You... He's so indecisive, it fucking hurts. Pat is definitely Kenny. You, know, that's you might be Kyle. Butters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's mostly because, you know, we love you, but you're like the, the Butters. I like to think that me and Mock are uh, Terrence and Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> My ass was Cartman. <laughs> you yeah. bastard. All right, we, we're way off topic. So, Gary. Yes, sir. Any beers? Wow. You know, I don't know if it's a delayed alcohol reaction or whatever, but your mouth didn't move, but I heard words. <laughs> Are you a ventriloquist? Is that your full-time job? D.O.T. ventriloquist? I do that on the side. Don't tell anybody. D.O.T. ventriloquist. <laughs> so, what... Is coming up. Is there any? Is there any like new stuff you're looking at making? Like anything that's like, or something that you've you've fiddled with in the past, and you're like, oh, oh my yeah. god, now I this is this is it. Let's make a lot of this. Oh yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I, what's coming up is two beers. Um, a bigger batch of the experimental New England IPA. Um, I did, and also my West Coast IPA Super Dilemma. It's coming back. I can't wait to make it. So where does the catalog sit right now for for beers produced? You know, still making and, and, and post, don't make any more. Well, how many do I make, you mean? Or? Well, I guess, how, do you, how many do you make now? And then what does the catalog say? Like, how many have you made, if you, oh, if you can count that number? Maybe a 20. I made 20. Wow. Uh, the catalog now, let's see, maybe like, let's just take a 10. I don't feel like counting the whole thing. But no, I mean, let's say 10. 10. That's a... So it goes 10, rotating, but I do a lot of core beers. I do the Pharaoh's uh, Secret. Uh, I want to do Edward Moore. And uh, Albert, so you got three right there that are always constantly. I want to push out. Yeah, ten is considerable. I yeah, mean, especially in something you're doing kind of part time. You know. No, yeah. yeah, it's always. I mean, I'm always working on new recipes, but that Super Dilemma, you know, the West Coast one, I mm-hmm. feel to bring that here, I think people will enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you like it better than the, the Powder Hollow one. For the West <laughs> Coast. Yeah, I mean, you could piss in this glass. Probably would like it more. <laughs> This would have remnants of your beer in it. <laughs> Walker chimed in with dogfish head. Just in general. Just a bunch of Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> beer question mark. 
Actually, this is super hard, but I kind of wish R-Truth wasn't married, because I would love to see them be a couple in real life. No! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey. Hey, you got your your Ferris Ferris Souls day off? You like it? Hanging Hills, right? Hanging Hills. Good movie, good beer. Yeah, so movie. I was going to say, it's a so-so movie. In fact, I'll venture to say that I hate that movie. (laughs) What do you hate more, that movie or The Doors? Ah, uh, the doors. The doors. You the don't doors. like the doors at all. I don't. I don't like the doors. Really? I'm also. I'm a huge Jim Morrison hater. Are you serious? The wrestler, not oh, the. Man. <laughs> there's wow. there's a lot of stuff that Kendall hates that you're probably not gonna like. Yeah, don't he like. hates the doors. He doesn't like Twisted Sister. He hates you Ferris like Bueller's Twisted Day Sister? Off. Don't like Twisted Sister. He hates Why Ferris not? Bueller's Day very, Off. He hates Titanic. Band. He hates the Eagles. Like he hates Eagles. Caddyshack. I like Caddyshack. You don't like Caddyshack. I do. Name well, 20 uh, actors in Caddyshack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can only name one. Oh, no, you can name way more than one. <laughs> I'm really... <laughs> Kenna, what are your thoughts on Billy Joel? Oh, uh, God, no. No, no good. No. No good. I agree with the Eagles, too. I, they're annoying. And I like Billy, Eagles. I thought you said you don't like the Eagles. He, he, uh, he said that. There. I don't like the Eagles. Oh, I don't, I don't agree. Twisted Sister's a great band. They've been around since the 70s. Come on. They're, you know, <laughs> it's annoying. And... But, but Jim Morrison, The Doors, very overrated. You know, wow. You know, they're like, oh, well, a founding rock group, you know, laying the trail. No. This is a good yeah, guy but you know who, a band that he loves? Rush. Really? I don't like Rush that much. You do like Rush. You know what song I like by Rush that's kind of lame is uh, Closer to the Heart. Oh, that's it's a pr- pretty lame song, but I'll jam out to that pretty Ambrosia? hard. Ambrosia? Big Ambrosia fan. <laughs> <laughs> I missed them at the Big E. Right. I know. I can't believe you didn't go. I, I couldn't. I worked. Oh, yeah, come so. on. Let's go to break. We've we've been going for ninety minutes. Let's, let's, Wait. Let's, let's see. Are you gonna have to turn that off? No, no, I just gotta cue it over. Yeah, ready. And we'll probably get a CSUN Facebook Live. Because um, mm. I, I don't know how to change it now that we have different programs, so we'll probably have to stop Facebook Live. But we've been going for about an hour and a half on there. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll go to we'll go to break real quick for about right. ten minutes. Let everyone kind of stand up, stretch Bear their sacks, and <laughs> go from there. Hey, so uh, we'll be back in a hot. 10 minutes. Will you be joining us? Will you be here? I don't know. You can. You're I more mean, than welcome to uh, stay. If you want some Hoffbrow. You want any uh, closing remarks in case I decide to leave? Closing remarks. I like it. Yeah, Lost Well, Taurus I don't like Bruin. the uncertainty. <laughs> I don't like the uncertainty. How about just Lost Taurus Brewing? Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, website. Thanks. Anywhere you can find Getting Sports or Drunk, you can find yeah. Lost Taurus. That includes Spreaker. Well, maybe back. If, I, if I'm offered a hop row, I might stay for a little bit more. Come on. <laughs> You're you could offered have two. all the beer. The no. <laughs> you could have two hop rows. No, I just, oh, well, you know, don't don't offer me the two hop rows. I, I bought that mini keg of it, and I sucked it down, in, you know, like, like a night. <laughs> That's what we do here. Yeah, I'm, make sure I'm, you tune in next week. The last, that on the air. The last <laughs> word in our name. Yeah, I know. Is drunk. All right, cool, man. Thanks. All right, we'll be back in 10 minutes time. We'll see you guys then. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. We are joined by Gary. Yep. And assholes. Yep. <laughs> I won't call Gary an asshole. Hey, I'm still here, you know. I'm, I couldn't leave, yeah. That's right. That's right. Gary from Lost Taurus Brewing out of Meriden, Connecticut. Right. We sampled some of his beers. They were delicious. Thank you. I, I'm glad you like them. All very good. All very good. Make sure to check Lost Taurus Brewing out on uh, Instagram and Facebook, social media, the whole nine yards. I'm everywhere, man. Everywhere. Uh, specifically, he brought up a uh, Tap House 150. 
Yep. In uh, Cromwell. Joe's a... filling station in Cromwell. Uh, of course, the PLEV in Meriden. Just ring the buzzer to let you in. Say you want some Lost Taurus beer. Tell me you know Vinny Jankowski. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Maloney's, too. Maloney's has the beer. Uh, it's on the other side of town. Nice. They've been really good to me, carrying, you know, keeping me on there. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's, that's, that's how you get known. It's a good chill bar, you know. Love it. <laughs> We're attempting to get a mass on the line. Maybe joining us. Another beer ignorant ignoramus. Wow. <laughs> if it ain't Coors Light, you don't want to know it. Waiting on mass. Mass. I like how Rebecca's doing the dance without out headphones. On. <laughs> anything anything to up. shake herself. Up, up. <laughs> she just likes to get her belly moving. Ladies and gentlemen, from Parts Rebecca, Unknown, Rebecca, the mess. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo with thistles. Boo. So, can you guys hear me? Yeah, can you hear yep. us? Where are you, in a retirement home? There's like an echo of coughing. Well, she's coughing. I don't know what you want me to do. Tell her to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Go in another room. <laughs> Is that A-shells? Yes. What's up, Ash? Well, she's in bed now. I don't know why she's still coughing now. Shut up! Are you? Re- <laughs> if she's coughing in bed, but you're, are you in bed like doing this? <laughs> no, that would be. Hilarious. Are you mid coitus like doing this right now? Yes. He's laying in bed. She's trying to see the blue light from the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be quiet? Babe, shut up! I'm trying to podcast. <laughs> uh, it's a radio show. <laughs> uh, Mass uh, Gary from Lost Tours Brewing is here with us. We've sampled some of his beers. Gary, nice to meet you. Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. <laughs> I guess he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, that's bad on us for not eating that conversation along. I'm in that rough, yeah. part, I'm in that rough part of the night where I'm not sure if there's a, a BM coming or if it's just a lot of farts, but uh, stomach's not I'll feeling that you, hot. I'll give you two guesses as to which one it is. A BM and Robert Woods' career? Oh, wait, yeah. those are the same thing. Ooh, he's on my fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mass, congratulations on your comeback win. Uh, Thanks. It was gut-wrenching, to say the least. (laughs) No, it was a comeback win. They're down 6-3 at one point. That's a comeback. Hold on. It's still a comeback. Still a comeback. Not a great comeback. Not what Daniel Jones did, but it's a comeback. <laughs> Sorry, I meant Moe's from the office. That's funny. I didn't make that connection till now. now he does. He looks now like he's Moe's. spoiled. He needs the beard. Oh, could you imagine though if he grew it up? Playoff beard. It just comes <laughs> in like that strip. <laughs> hey, uh, Mass, are you watching the game? I'm very late. Uh, you have to guess. give me your keys. What did you think of that Taylor Gabriel touchdown? The Which one, one right? The... <laughs> no, the third one. The one that just happened a couple minutes ago? The one where he's fading out of the back of the end zone? Yeah, the third one. Um, I, I, It's one of the better catches I've seen. I thought he was about to say, I didn't see it, even though he just depicted... You mean the one where he was falling out of the side of the end zone, but he caught it with a foot and down? Yeah, I know, I didn't see it. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely one of the better catches that I've seen. So, Mass, we tried some beers. You weren't here. There won't be any left over for you, so you fucking suck. But we are going to go to Lost Taurus Brewing in Meriden. <laughs> And we're gonna oh, we're gonna cool. try some of the beer. So you're gonna come with. Meriden's actually pretty close for you. Yeah, it is. It's much less of a hike than what we usually make you do. 
Pretty soon, that's going to be a rock's throw for Mock. Or now. Well, it is now. Oh, you're sleeping there? Yeah, we're in. You're in. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's, a, it's pretty close for myself as well. Kendall, you're going to have to the farthest hike. Yeah. Well, Gary might have a big hike. What? <laughs> to, oh. to your brewery. Oh, yeah. I just. You it know, depends how much you drink the night before. Just roll out and open the door. Take two, you know, a couple steps, and I'm there. What would be really good is if you got, like, a downhill slope from you. Like, a, do you have an upstairs bedroom? Like a two Upst- st- yeah. Get a, get a ramp so you can just roll out of your bed and just slide. Spiral slide. You know, I tried to have a door from my, directly from my kitchen into it so I don't have to go out in the hallway, but they wouldn't let me do it. Because I didn't feel like going out of the house and going back in. What a fucking bunch of pieces of I shit. Hell yeah, you know, it would be so much easier. Sounds like you need to know somebody who knows a state cop. <laughs> well, actually, I do. Not sure what they could do in that situation, but I'm in. Well, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. If the person in the zoning committee doesn't have a gun, you win. <laughs> oh, that's true. I like listen, just listening to Massey. I know. He's kinda, he kind of like reminds me of like one of those like white noise machines you listen to. It <laughs> it's like the waves crashing over the wind with the occasional... I'm getting so drowsy. With the occasional dolphin chatter. Like when he laughs, it's like... The, Mass, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm not. Uh, you got a Coors Light and Patron Pints? Yep. Damn. What's Jenny Craig got on the dial for tonight? Um, whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of nothing. We got some boiled chicken breast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Right. Boiled chicken breast and vegetable stock. Gross. <laughs> some white rice. Steamed. Low sodium vegetable stock. Yeah. No some, sodium. Some steamed brown beans. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow. This. And for dessert, lemon loaf. <laughs> <laughs> lemon loaf. Uh, so, uh, you know you know what always cracks me up? On a week, week in, week out basis on our show, usually the first two hours are like really well flowing, nice and... It's always towards, you know... Goes to the, shit. The yeah. later end of the show it's is... The booze, it's the booze just, talking. We just talk complete nonsense. <laughs> That's well, the best. <laughs> just complete nonsense. I think the best thing to do at this Gary, moment in time is Gary to do... should have gotten out before it got weird. You know, I think, <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> just as fast as he showed up. <laughs> Real quick, you want to rapid fire off our weekly game recaps? Yeah, yeah. Actually, are, are you, Gary, are you heading out? Oh, yeah, I'm taking this orange cream. I know you want it. <laughs> You're interested in this, 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 this holder, weren't you? Kyle's always interested in some orange creme. You want it or I can take it home? No, you can take it. Thanks. I forgot <laughs> that I had the Oktoberfest. Because we've been drinking like hoppy stuff, and I was like, whoa, that's different. <laughs> oh, the Oktoberfest is a good compliment after you're done with the hoppy yeah. IPAs. You know, I appreciate Yeah, thanks for sharing one with me. It's one of my favorite ones. I mean, it's the least I could do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. Oh, before Gary goes, we've got to get a picture of him next to our sign. I forgot oh, yeah. all about that. You know, Rebecca was given a job tonight. Yeah, Guess did. who didn't do it? Yep. Oh, in the middle finger, yeah. giving you the bird. It's a three-hour study hall. Yeah. <laughs> I have to grade my kids' homework. Yeah. It's not going to affect it's the addition. shit they become. <laughs> They're all just going to sell drugs anyway. Yeah, it's not like we're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, I started dealing drugs because I failed my first grade math test. <laughs> didn't know that two plus two equals fish, so, like, you know, coke. Fish. Yes. Fish. P-H-I-S-H. Yeah, fish. Fish. Marine that, math. <laughs> Marine. Isn't that a band? Fish. Yeah. Any any band name you can think of, it exists. That's the Kendall rule. I don't know. Well, I don't. Really, I don't like fish. fish. Is a well known band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. So is fish. They're weird. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. I'm not There's a two big fishes fish though. Oh. They remember the Grateful Dead. You know what I mean? 
I wish Little Big Town changed their name to Little Big Fish. <laughs> or One one Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. Or, no, is it, it's One... It's not One Fish, Two Fish. It's, uh, I think it is. Is it One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish? Something like that. Cock. Damn, damn you, Seuss. One cock, two cock. <laughs> damn you, Seuss. One cock, two cock, three cock, floor. Fascist. <laughs> Fascist. All right, so... Well, Gary, yep. thank you for joining us. No, Gary, thanks, again for, for, thanks for having me on the show. Matt, what are you doing? Move, moving furniture over there? Yep. So let me get this dresser across the hardwood floor. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so, Gary, thank you for joining us from Lost Taurus Brewing. We're sorry the mask couldn't be here, um, but right. he would have not appreciated <laughs> what you've done. Uh, it's okay. Mass knows his place in the beer drinker's world. Um, he's a Rocky Mountains guy. Thank Is you. it below or above Souls? Below, because at least Souls brings like tries new craft beers. Like he bought a craft beer with Ferris Bueller on the can today. You would have brought oh, Coors Light. That's true. <laughs> you would have brought a six pack of sixteen ounce can Coors Lights, and that would have been what you were drinking until November. <laughs> so, again, Lost Touring Brewing. Make sure to check them out on Instagram and Facebook, all social media. <laughs> Make sure to go to all those places that were mentioned before. Um, I'm sure those places being beer houses are on untapped. Except for the PLAV. They're definitely not on untapped. But, no, they're not. They're but um, but Tap House 150. Um, what was the other one you said in Cromwell? Joe's still in station. Joe's still in right station. down the street. And yeah, um, Maloney's, Maloney's Public House. Just You want to get out. You want to try their beer. It's delicious. All of it's fantastic. Yes. Thanks for having me on the show. I really Absolutely. It's been, yeah. it's been a really good time. We'll hope to have you on again soon. Maybe post-holidays. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow. We, we talked about it. I'm in. But I got to work tomorrow. Well, that's okay. Just leave the door unlocked. <laughs> How many people can you fit in the uh, DOT truck? Four. All right. Sounds good. That works there's, for me. There's yeah. four of us here. We got a board. We're good to go. <laughs> Wait, four including you or four? Four including me. Including you? Yeah. Oh, so we're... All right. Kendall can't go. We're going to figure out the board. All right. Well, I can sit on the roof. We'll just run the cords. No <laughs> cord on a phone. No, you can't go. Damn. <laughs> and just like that, yeah. the just show's like, over. Just like that, Kendall drank a lot alone that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking show them. And the day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what to do. I'll drink 15 beers alone. <laughs> he texts Yeah, I'm 38 Red Dogs in. How was your DOT show, dicks? Oh, it's, it's great. He had a bourbon barrel aged. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, it's fucking great. Anyway, Gary, thank you again. Thanks, we appreciate guys. it. Round yeah, of applause. Thank you, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Round of oh, applause for Lost Touring. I'll even give myself a round of applause. Yeah, round of applause for all the beers. Yep. Thank you. Now we're going to do an awkward. We're going to continue talking. Rebecca's going to get a photo of you while you're sitting <laughs> to our sign. That's right. Maxine, why don't you get up there with him and pose for the photo? So we yeah, have right. it. Yeah. We're going to get a GSW. You and, you and Kyle get yeah. on either side. We got to get like some GSD. We got to get some GSWD representation you, you in the photo. You won't get in the photo, Kyle? Oh, my God. All Come right. on, souls. Come on. You're right there. It's going to look weird. We're going to see part of your body. I will sit down. No, right. come on. Come on, I'll play a game of 2K with you tonight if you can stand up. I 100% will. If you stand up, I'll take. I'll play a game of 2K. All right. So we're going to go right down the uh, the NFL real quick here. So the Thursday night game was the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Tennessee Titans 20-7. to uh, Gardner Minshew, in his second career start, threw for 204 and a t- two touchdowns. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 66 on the ground, and four receptions for 76 yards and a score by Chark. And then on the flip side of the ball, Mariota threw for 300-plus yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Derrick Henry, quiet day on the ground, but did get in the end zone. And that is the final score of that game. Um, So, Gardner Minshew, I mean, not showing signs of being, like, the next big thing, but the guy's making impact. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he, making an impact. He, he's. I, I think a lot of people thought that the Jaguars would be left for dead post Nick Foles. And he's uh he's definitely making them a relevant name in the AFC South. I, I think a lot of people would have viewed them left for dead after Nick Foles. No. Yeah, absolutely. He, oh, go ahead, Matt. He, he's the second best selling jersey in the NFL right now, which is yeah, well, my favorite thing. Well, he should be the best selling jersey. The guy is awesome. He was last week. I don't remember who's ahead of him right now, though. I don't know, but said, you? It's probably it's probably custom made Massey jerseys. I said this to Kyle yesterday, and I was very proud of saying this: that the two uh, hot name quarterbacks right now are both occupational names. We have a Baker and a Gardner. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was very proud that yeah, I said this. All right, moving on to the Sunday games, the Buffalo Bills held on at home on a comeback drive to beat the Cincinnati Bengals twenty-one seventeen. Josh Allen, 243, touchdown and a pick. Frank Gore, 76 yards on the ground and the score. And Knox with 67 yards receiving and a touchdown. Flip side of the ball, Andy Dalton, 249, a touchdown and two picks. Joe Mixon started finding his legs for the first time this season with 61 yards on the ground. And Tate with 88 yards on six receptions. Again, Buffalo holds on at home to get the victory to remain undefeated. Well, I think the, the Bills are just getting a little bit better every week. I mean... I don't think anyone, you know, there's nobody that, other than Bill's Mafia fans, that are like, we got the Patriots. We'll beat them. Don't worry about it. But they're getting a little better every week. I mean, I, I think from an NFL standpoint, you're, you're looking at, you know, everyone's been looking for that team that can eventually challenge the Patriots when Tom Brady retires. The, the Bills are, are making a lot of steps in the right direction. Yeah, I think Souls made that, their call, too. Hopefully it's not a little, it's not too soon, because if Brady plays for five more years, then it won't matter, yeah. but... You know, but I think it's exciting to see uh, a team in the AFC not named New England, you know, playing good football. New England and Kansas they're, City. They're the only team in that division that has a chance to, like, somewhat challenge the Patriots. I mean, I I think the, they may split with them this year, but, like, the Dolphins, I mean, we know what they are. And the Jets, I think by the time Darnold comes, I mean, if, if he even makes that much of a difference, but that team's not very good either. Yeah. So. What's nice about Buffalo is that they're no frills. You know, they're just efficient play. You know, they're not put up a hundred points. They're not put up a million yards, but they move the ball and they play good defense. They have a good defense. I mean that that's key there because there, there's really not a ton of offensive talent on their team on the offensive side. Josh Allen's you know a good quarterback. Well, it's, but... it's, it's really the story of their offense is that Frank Gore just keeps going. <laughs> Guy just keeps chugging. It, it, he, he's incredible. He is. All right, moving on. The Cowboys won 31-6 on their bye week against the Dolphins. <laughs> Dak Prescott, 246, two touchdowns and an interception. Ezekiel Elliott, 125 on the ground, no scores. Cooper, 88 yards and two touchdowns. Rosen threw for 200 yards flat. The big takeaway from him, no interceptions. Kenyon Drake, a whopping 38 yards on 12 carries. And Williams with 68 yards on receiving. And the, Cow- the Dolphins were held without an end zone score, which I think a lot of people kind of expected after seeing what they were Unable to do against New England's defense. Not that it's a bad defense, but the Cowboys, I think, on paper, have a better defense than New England. Yeah. So you would, you would expect the Cowboys to be able to hold them out of the end zone. Um, so not really much to take away from that game. Moving on, the Packers were able to hold off the Broncos at home and their disgusting throwback jerseys. Uh, they won 27-16. Rodgers, 235 and a touchdown. Third straight game for Aaron Rodgers. We're not putting up Aaron Rodgers-esque yards. The yards aren't there. Uh, Williams was the big man on the ground, 59 yards, out outrushing uh, Aaron Jones. And uh, Valdez Scranton, 99 yards and a touchdown. Flacco threw for 213 and a pick. Phillip Lindsay, two touchdowns on 81 yards rushing. And Cortland Sutton, 87 yards through the air. Anything anybody would like to go on about that game? Uh, only thing I could say is that 
you know, the Packers are, are playing good football right now. The Broncos made it somewhat interesting at the end, but they just they couldn't finish drives. And we're, we're seeing for the first time in a long time the the Packers defense is carrying them more on games than the offenses. Right. And in fact, you know, it's it's like he's putting up Tom Brady numbers. Brady will throw for like two hundred and three yards and, and two touchdowns, and that'll be enough to win. Because they'll just hold off the other team. Right. Uh, moving on to next, the Indianapolis Colts held off the Atlanta Falcons 27-24. Jacoby Brissett, 310 yards and two touchdowns. Marlon Mack, 74 yards rushing and a touchdown. And T.Y. Hilton managed to do 65 yards and a touchdown's worth of damage before exiting the game. Matt Ryan, 304 and three touchdowns with a pick. Freeman, 88 yards on the ground. And Julio Jones, 128 and a touchdown. So, for me, the big takeaway from this game was that the Atlanta Falcons offense kind of, as a whole, found their legs. All the big names kind of showed up, and it wasn't enough. So, does... Are the Atlanta Falcons, you know, are were they just like, were they just a big, big what could have been and never will be? They also had 17 penalties that game, though. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, okay, they, they lost, lost their safety for the year. Yeah. I forgot yes. Matthew was even on the show right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you didn't say anything for like seven days. But that, I mean, Kyle just said it. Keanu Neal's gone again. But, but even, but. I mean, it's not like he was the difference maker in their two no, games. No, no, no. You know I'm not saying, saying – but, I mean – But it doesn't help. Coming into the season, like, no, we but kept the, talking about the Falcons. Like, they're healthy. Everyone's back. Right, but, and, that, you know. but the offense, though, like, the offense hasn't been clicking. I mean – No, it's not. You're right. I don't know. I feel like they haven't the run the ball effectively. in this game is that the Colts look like, an, look like a team. It doesn't matter if they have luck or percent. Their defense is very good. Their offensive line can keep Brissett up. I said I believed in Frank Reich. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Kansas City Chiefs go to 3-0 and over the Baltimore Ravens, 33-28. to Mahomes, three touchdowns on 374 through the air. Williams with 62 yards on the ground. And the ever-so-rotating uh, gondola of receivers for the Chiefs, Hardman with 97 yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 267 yards, no touchdowns in the air. Mark Ingram, 103 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. And Boyle with 58 yards receiving. Um, for me, this game just kind of proved more that the the Ravens are more legitimate. Like, it just kind of it helped prove their legitimacy more than it really did anything for the Chiefs. I, I didn't expect the Chiefs to. Yeah, I think the bigger storyline would be if the Ravens found a way to win big. Even if right. the Ravens I mean, won, it, it wouldn't really. If this Ravens offense was playing with last year's Ravens defense, I would have been more poised for an upset. But the game was mostly a blowout until the fourth. Until like, can the Chiefs kind of just let them kill clock? Right. I guess what I'm saying is to to kind of go off of what the Paul is saying is that like we didn't learn anything from the Chiefs that we didn't already know. Right. But like we'll get to the we'll get to a specific game later where it's like like when the the Patriots did with the Jets this year, like this game. This was like killing clock and shit just happened, but I won't give it to, I'm not going to just be like the Chiefs, let them kill. The Chiefs don't have a good defense. They don't have a top 15 defense. So they can't, you can't just let a team kill clock, no matter how big you're up, if your defense isn't in the top half of the percentiles. What the Ravens tried to do, I think, was kill clock, keep Mahomes off the field. That doesn't work. Because he's going to strike back in like four seconds. And Yeah, they could score quick. We've seen it. Moving on, the Vikings beat the Raiders 34-14. Kirk Cousins, 174 yards and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook, 110 and a touchdown. And the leading receiver was somebody not named Diggs or Thielen. Uh, flip side of the ball, Derek Carr, two touchdowns on 242 yards and a pick. 
Uh, Josh Jacobs with 44 yards. And Waller, I don't know who the fuck that is, 13 receptions, 134 yards. Good fantasy day for anybody who didn't play him. <laughs> um, there's not really much to take away from this game. The Raiders just aren't there. The The Vikings offense is completely different than it was last year. Yeah. And it's because, I mean, last year they were just pass-happy, especially early. I mean, Cousins and Thielen were, were jiving, I mean, the first eight weeks. And and now with Cook there, I mean, they're they're a complete run-first team. Which is perfect for Cousins. Well, yeah, he's not very good. Well, you know. My fantasy a, quarterback, though. He's a game manager, and sometimes it's all it takes. Moving on, Tom Brady and the Patriots stomped the New York Jets 30-14. to Brady, 306 yards and two touchdowns. Rex Burke had a touchdown and 47 yards. Josh Gordon, 83 yards on six receptions. The Jets mustered, I don't know, like 110 yards of offense. The, the game was terrible. 98 yards from, is it Luke Falk? Yeah. Luke Falk, 98 yards in a pick. Le'Veon Bell, 35 yards on the ground. And Barrios with 29 yards receiving. Um, I mean, the, the 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 Jets' defense scored two defensive touchdowns, but I'm pretty sure the backup was in at that point for Brady, right? So they, they returned a punt for a touchdown, and then, yeah, they, they no. took one, – one was a, a special teams. I, no, it says it says yeah, he mopped a punt and oh, it was a mop, so it was a zero yard okay. fumble return. Um, so yeah, then yeah, they they did like the uncharacteristic because Brady never comes out of games; they never take him out, and they they take him out in the third quarter. the The backup comes in, pick six. <laughs> yeah. Brady was pissed. They showed him on the side, and he's just he could tell he was so mad. <laughs> but um, it was just just a bad game. I mean, really, the the Jets looked bad. A lot of people expected that. Luke Falk not very good. Right, they're they're in a tough spot right now. You're playing with your your your, your third string. But even so, I mean, Bell Bell, I, I don't know if he's still shaking. Right, he he still doesn't look. There's no offensive line on that team. But uh, but again, like that's going to be the same whether it's Falk or Darnold. No, yeah. you know what I mean, like. So Bell doesn't look like he's super effective. So I mean, maybe when Darnold comes back, because then you know Darnold is better than Falk. So you have to respect him a little more. But I don't know. It's a, it's a team that I don't see. Patriots defense has yet to give up an offensive touchdown. Yeah, yeah. and they're putting up killer points every week. Uh, up next, the Philadelphia Eagles fall short at home, twenty four twenty seven to the Detroit Lions. Carson Wentz two fifty nine and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders with fifty three yards on the ground and seventy three yards through the air. Uh, Matt Stafford, 201 yards and a touchdown. McKissick with 44 yards on the ground. And Marvin Jones with 101 and a touchdown. And Jamal Agnew with the first kickoff return for a touchdown this season of 100 yards. Did you guys see the play where the Eagles O-line just stopped playing for a yeah. second? <laughs> well, no, it's not that they stopped playing. It, well, I know. They, they expected Carson Wentz rolled out and had room to run, chose not to. And they all, like, flinched to go back. By the time they reacted, there was a defensive player already bringing him to the ground. It was just oh, yeah. funny because it was all like five of them. Seconds, that was stopped. that was that was a poor play on Carson Wentz's end. Absolutely, but it was very funny that they all just stopped moving for a second. It it is funny that it was all five of them at the same time. <laughs> That's just the the comedic side of it. Uh, you know, uh, doubt the hype for the Eagles and maybe start believing the hype a little bit for the Lions. I think the Lions are becoming a better team than we thought they were going to be. What just said. I know, but I just said, I mean, really, like, I think before the season, so we all kind of thought the Lions were going to just kind of be a somewhat of a bottom feeder team, but they're they're playing good football. Who's better, Lions or Vikings right now? The Lions. 
I don't know. The Lions are better right now. That's a that's a good question. I I still say the Vikings, but it's it's not by much. Lions quarterback is better. Yeah. Vikings defense better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, Vikings. Good. Moving on, the Arizona Cardinals looked to get their first one of the season, but fell short to the Carolina Panthers, thirty-eight to twenty. Kyler Murray threw for one seventy-three, two touchdowns and two picks. Kyler Murray also led the team in rushing with sixty-nine yards, and Christian Kirk with fifty-nine yards for the air and receiving. On the flip side of the ball, uh, Kyle Allen threw 261 yards and four touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey found 153 yards on the ground with a score. And Greg Olson returned to form with 75 yards on six receptions for two touchdowns. Uh, the big takeaway from this game is that the, the little kid in the commercial from years ago that was warming up his arm, saying he was going to take Cam Newton's starting job in the Play 60 commercials, took his job. That's a nice reference. Was that actually him? No, it wasn't him. I was going to say, because I saw it and I was like, no way the <laughs> no, math adds no, up. Those are memes that have been working around, but it was just so I, funny. Because I saw that he was too. Just like, he's like, and I could I could play in the NFL. And he goes, maybe. And he was like, and become a starting quarterback for the Panthers and take your starting job and become your mom's favorite player. And Cam Newton's like, hold on. And he's just like rotating his arm around. And he's just like, just warming up my arm. Because I was trying to, because that was like, was that Everyone after like Cam's rookie? Year? That was his sophomore year. So I was trying to like do the math as to when he was like. If no, it was it's class, not him. No, but it was I was just, like, no it was way. Funny because it was a little white yeah. kid. Yeah, I never made that connection until what Paul said. That's that's awesome. But I mean, I can't take credit. That, those are that's all over the. All yeah, the I, media. I saw it. But uh, I mean, you kind of mentioned. I mean, we saw. Well, they they had said it before. Cam's out week four. But I mean, what what do the Panthers do here? Well, it was the Cardinals without. Patrick Peterson. Let's see how we do. Let's see how we do this week. But it doesn't matter how he does, though, because what has Cam done to prove that, that in, he deserves it more years, than him? Cam still gives him the best chance to win. But he hasn't won. Cam has not done anything positive on the field. In two years. You take Christian McCaffrey out of the team last year, the Panthers very realistically go 2-14. and 14. So if he sucks, throw three picks... With 150 yards, but that's that's different. You're, you're, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm just but you're giving you said, the extreme. You're giving the extreme. I'm not, because that can fairly you, well happen. But you're giving the extreme. What if he goes out and throws for 300 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, there's, and they lose? They're still going to play Cam. I'm not saying that they're not going to, but I can't get behind that Cam is the best option for them anymore. He's not doing anything. He's 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 not giving them the best chance to win. Christian McCaffrey is giving them the best chance to win. Cam's not doing anything. Name me one good thing Cam's done in the last 16 months of football. I'm, I'm in that same camp. I mean, if McCaffrey's not on that team, they're not even a, they're not a four-win team. No, they're not. The New York Giants come from behind to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 32-31. to Daniel Jones, in his first career start, throws for 336 yards and two touchdowns, also adds two touchdowns on 28 rushing yards in the game. Evan Ingram with 113 yards and one touchdown through the air. On the flip side, Jameis Winston balled out for 380 yards with three touchdowns and an interception. Rashad Jones ran for 80 yards, and Mike Evans with 190 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Uh, this was a battle of no secondaries. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the big takeaway from this game might be a little overshadowed by Daniel Jones's great play and how how good is he going to be without having the safety blanket of Barkley going up against better defenses. I'm not. He, he had like, Bar- He didn't have Barkley for the majority of that game, yeah. but it well, was Tampa Bay's defense. Oh, absolutely right. So, like, but like you know, so if he, if Daniel Jones, even if he plays this well, is it gonna? Is this gonna get him wins against teams like, like the the Eagles or teams like the the Cowboys in the future? But so, if Barkley's out, if Barkley's out for a full eight weeks, 
Right now, they're saying four to eight. So who knows? So here, here was my big takeaway. I mean, I, I loved what I saw out of Daniel Jones. I really did. And, you know, going into the game, I said, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to win. I said, I just want to see him be competitive. I want to see him, you know, in a game, like, not crumble and this and that. And, I mean, I saw a young kid that when pressure's in his face, he's not panicking. Like, he was still making throws with guys in his face. He was able to run. He, he made some tough throws. I think he played great. If the Giants' defense could cover a receiver, I don't think this game would have been close. I mean, really, I, I think he outplayed Tampa. Um, but again, Tampa doesn't have a great defense. It is going to be interesting to see how that offense runs if Barkley's not there at all. Um, but I, I loved what I saw out of Jones. The the ended up being the game winning touchdown. I mean. Just to watch our, a Giants quarterback run. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll forget soon. Without having to hold your breath. You know, it's I it was it was a fun game to watch. I mean really, it was it was an entertaining football game. Yeah, for sure. Mike Evans finally had like the breakout performance people were waiting for. All right. Um a lot of people thought that was gonna happen this week. Fucking well, lost me my fantasy game this week. I mean we knew it was gonna happen at some point. I mean really what happened to Janoris Jenkins? I don't know. I mean, all three weeks this year, so far, he's getting roasted. Is it roasted. him, or is it the safeties not being where they're supposed to be? I, you know, even even if I mean you're in man coverage, he's covering guys in man, and he can't he can't cover. Jenkins can't was cover. never a good man cover, though. He was always great in zone. But even still, he's he's an all pro. You have to be able to cover somebody. You have to be able to cover somebody, right. and he can't. Moving on, moving on. The Texans get the win on the road, 27-20 to over the Chargers. Deshaun Watson, 351 yards and three touchdowns. Carlos Hyde, the big man on the ground with 19 yards <laughs> and a touchdown. And Kenny Stills with 89 yards through the air. Phillip Rivers threw for 318 and two touchdowns. Eckler with 36 yards on the ground. And Keenan Allen, 183 yards on 13 receptions, two touchdowns. Uh, uh, I think the big thing to take away from this game was um, that you have two... Streaky offenses going up against two good defenses. Um, it was all about who could get more pressure on the quarterback. And unfortunately, the Texans have the upper hand in that category because they're going up against a quarterback that is, quote-unquote, not mobile versus a young quarterback that likes to use his legs in Deshaun Watson. So Phillip Rivers was sacked five times. J.J. Watt, the recipient of two of those. So this was a game that you know anybody could have won. It really... Really, what it boiled down to for me was: it, could the Chargers' offensive line hold up? And they didn't. The Chargers are also missing Derwin James a lot. They're just exploding the secondary now. But the offense isn't playing the way it's supposed to be there. I I agree with Kyle. I think they're missing James, and I think they're also missing Melvin Gordon. Oh, they're missing Melvin Gordon a lot. You know, like Eckler had one had a one big game, but he doesn't have the explosiveness. He doesn't, and and. Not to say Eckler's a bad back, because I think he's still talented. I don't think he's, you know, a number one running back, but I still think he's good. I think if he starts 16 games this season, he can be that guy next year. Maybe. But I think he just needs to kind of find his way in the role. But, but you know, Gordon's one of those guys, you look at where you could just watch it, and you just know he he's a talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he he's a, a girly, a Z, like, he's one of those running backs that you see, and just, he's a complete game changer. And and you take that away from an offense. I mean, we kind of saw it last year with the Steel, like with Bell gone. That's such a change in dynamic, right? You know, and that's a hard adjustment. You're to not make. losing a running back; you're losing a key playmaker. Yeah, right. I know what you're talking about. 
Uh, moving on, the San Francisco 49ers hold on at home to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. to Mason Rudolph, 174 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. James Conner with 43 yards on the ground. Smith-Schuster with 81 yards and a touchdown. On the flip side, Garoppolo's Pizzeria threw for a touchdown and two picks on 277 yards. Uh, Mostert, 79 yards on the ground, and George Kittle, 57 yards through the air. Um, this was just a really sloppy game. It, it, was, it was a very sloppily played game on all, on all sides of the ball. Um, Steelers' defense couldn't close. You know, they had the 49ers, they were in scoring position. They fumbled. Steelers gave it right back. You know, they go 49ers, they hold them again, go to kick the field goal. What do they do? They blow it then. You know, they give it a fresh set of Best downs. You know, I'll just say that the, the, the defense crumbled yet again. Speaking of the defense crumbling, the best play of that game was fucking Juice Check just just <laughs> throwing Mika Fitzpatrick like we he was talked a guy about that. We, we talked about that earlier. He didn't even throw him. He choke slammed his ass. Oh my god, it was great. I think to and I mean we we've talked about it before, but I mean now, wow, now you know Ben's out for the year. I think it's 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 a very sudden transition. For that Steelers offense. Well, it's the, it's the exact same kind of thing you were talking about with Bell. It, it's not a bad movement. The, the The Steelers needed... The Steelers eventually were going to have to figure out what life was like without Bell. Yeah, of course. And, and and Ben has always been somebody that's been banged up but plays through the injuries. Yeah. Because he's a big guy. But unfortunately, he sustained an injury this time that's keeping him off the field. So now it's like, okay, so we got to... Let's see what this year's going to be like without Ben. And... Not that Rudolph can't be that guy. He's got to take some time to figure out, you know, the way things go and the way the offense works. He's got to get on cue with Schuster and, and the other receivers in the team. But Connor hasn't quite been himself yet this year, which hurts because they've always been a run-first team, especially under Tomlin, a run-first team. So, the for me, it, it, the thing is, is that Ben has always had the ability to take the game over on deep gunslinging. Yeah. And Mason Rudolph doesn't have that yet. He can throw the ball a mile. He has decent accuracy deep down the field, but we got to see him, you know, he's, he's got to get comfortable in the role of taking the game over sure. on those throws. And unfortunately, so far, the Steelers receivers, with the exception of Smith Schuster, haven't really showed up to play yet. Moncrief has been garbage, and he actually, you said he was a healthy scratch, right, Kyle? For He was benched, and the rookie that played for him caught a touchdown. Yeah. And then uh, James Washington hasn't quite found the form yet that they're they're hoping that he's and not that he won't. It's, you know, there's been a lot of things that change with that's, Connor that's not I mean. playing the way that Connor was playing early last year. It completely changes the dynamic of your team. So there's a lot of shit that goes into that. In that game, Mason Rudolph started off very slow. When they needed him to step up, he did. I thought he played very well. He threw, and, he threw those two touchdowns at the end. And My that's thing the is, thing. If they're gonna go, if the, if this year. After this year, if they decide, okay, Mason Rudolph is the route we want to go. We're going to go with Mason Rudolph. Or, or, or we're going to go all together. We're done with Ben. Now, I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. But when the time comes, whenever that time comes and it's time to move on from Ben, I think the Steelers need to put their foot in the ground and they need to say it's also time to move on from Tomlin. I think it's fine to hang on to Tomlin as long as Ben is still an option at your starting quarterback. But I, I, don't, I think Mike Tomlin is one of those coaches that is – Played. You figure Tomlin's entire career as a Steeler has been Ben. Yeah, I think Tomlin's a good coach, anyways. But I, 
but the thing is, I think he works well with Ben, and I think he's I think he works really well when he's got that good defense to go with because you can rest on your laurels more. Ben can be more because how many times when you guys had a great defense was Ben throwing three picks in the Just game, swinging? But, you, but he was also throwing for four hundred eighty-seven yards, and you guys were winning. Yeah, because you can trust your defense, and you guys haven't been able to do that for a few years. So, unfortunately, we need. To, I, I think Tomlin's got to go. Yeah. When when the Ben train is up, I'm not saying he has to go right now, but when the Ben train is up, he needs to go. We got to move on. So the the. I just one last thing. Uh, you know, of course, of course, yeah. Steelers season is not done yet. We're lucky that you know the AFC North is a, evidently a very weak division, and the two losses were to a non-conference, you know, team. I I understand. I, I agree with what you're saying to an extent. The only thing is, it's not over because it's it's a small sample size you're working with. I mean, it's like saying it's like saying that like you know. It's like saying a baseball team that only wins four games in the first month of baseball isn't out of it. Well, yeah, there's a billion more games to play. But you guys aren't out of it statistically. And I'm not saying you guys are out of it completely. But the difference between how the Ravens have played and how you guys have played through three weeks of football, it, it's not even night and day. It, 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 it's Well, the point I'm making is that there's not going to be, in my opinion, a wild card member that's an AFC North team. Just one of those teams is going to be the, yeah. the representative and that's it. It, it's tough because, you know, we, we talked about it briefly, but that entire offense, similar to the Giants, I mean, in, in the same offseason, you know, they drafted the quarterback who we figured at some point was going to play, and then they trade away their start. So the entire offense changes. And in a matter of a year and a half, the Steelers lost their star running back, star receiver, and their quarterback. So now, I mean, even Tomlin and the, the guys calling the plays, all of a sudden, are, all right, we don't have our three big guy. We got to figure something out and it's well it's my opinion you have don't change the game plan let them throw in the first part of that game they had them throwing two yard pass yeah it's not gonna work no you're right you're right and when they said when they finally opened it up they scored the two touchdowns you're right all right moving on the new Orleans saints showed that they are a, not as worse for wear as people thought they might be without drew Brees. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and company beat the Seahawks 33-27. to Bridgewater, 177 yards and two touchdowns. Kamara, 69 yards and a score on the ground, 92 yards and a touchdown through the air. Russell Wilson threw for 406 yards and two touchdowns. Chris Carson, 53 yards on the ground, Tyler Lockett, 154 and a touchdown through the air. Um, for me, if I'm a Saints fan, I am way more scared than I am happy about this game. Reason being... Um, we knew that coming into the season, we had a higher-end, middle-of-the-road defense and a top-three offense. We lost Drew Brees, which means we've just lost our top-three offensive capability. Kamara ha- is not going to have games where he's leading the team in rushing and receiving every week. That's just not how it's going to happen. But when you turn around and you give up 406 yards through the air, even if you were leading big and they were coming back... 406 yards through the air when you have a pass rush that includes Cam Jordan on an offensive line that's not existent like Seattle's, your secondary got torched. Yeah. And that, to me, is more alarming than exciting. Because it's not like Bridgewater went out and had a fucking day. He didn't even throw for 200 yards. And he threw two touchdowns, one of which was to Alvin Kamara. So it's not like he threw a 37-yard dime to Kamara for a touchdown. So I'm not taking anything away from the Saints. A win's a win. But I'm not I'm not ready to to, to nail the co- the final nail in the coffin as the Saints still being the absolute favorites to walk away with that division. I, I think that 
I'm not saying don't walk away, but I, I would feel comfortable picking them because of who, who else are you going to pick? Exactly. I think without Breeze, the the Falcons can make a push for it. They just need Falcons make a lot of mistakes. No, you're absolutely right. But uh, but again, do you think Bridgewater is going to win? So 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 Breeze is out for what the next seven weeks, right? Because it was eight weeks and that was one. So you think Bridgewater wins five more games? No, I think he won three, and I think that's enough. All right, let's move on. It, it, it could be. Move on to the Sunday night game. Uh, the Rams go to 3-0 and over the Cleveland Browns, 20-13. to Jared Goff, two touchdowns, two picks on 269 through the air. Gurley with 43 yards on the ground. Brandon Cooks with 112 through the air. Mayfield threw for 195 with a touchdown on the pick. Chubb, 96 yards on the ground. And Landry was the big man with 62 yards through the air. A real field goals show. Uh, Cooper Cup, two touchdowns. Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Um, I'm getting – this is nothing to take away from UMass. I'm just getting really tired of watching these highlights about how because it's a passing league, everyone just assumes that, like, when a receiver catches the ball, they ran the most magnificent route in the world. And it's like he, he ran an out route for the touchdown. Yeah, all and and, and all, the, all they're posting about is this dime route that Cooper <laughs> Cup ran. It's like – no, the yeah, cornerback no. overcommitted by two full steps. What the fuck do you think is going to happen when you overcommit by two steps on an end zone out route? <laughs> Guess what? Touchdown. Unless you're running, unless you're running a man zone hybrid, it is a touchdown every single time. I don't. Rex Grossman could throw that fucking thing to Eric Weems, and it would be a touchdown. So the Not, thing to take away from this game is, um, I'm still worried about the offense, and I don't know why. I don't know if I'm worried about Goff. I don't know if I'm worried about Gurley. I don't know if I'm worried about. I'm not worried three. about. I'm not worried about Gurley. I'm worried about the running attack as a whole because without yeah. Gurley doing so, you, you you're going from having a absolute stud running back that can do everything in the world to doing a split committee back, but with the same running back involved. So it, it's different. We're also like, starting three. Uh, essentially three rookies at uh, the interior of the O-line. Yeah. That's that's hurting a lot. They'll be okay as the year goes. Yeah, I, the biggest takeaway for me is through a couple games this year, defense is looking like a top-five unit, and I'm pretty happy about that. My biggest takeaway is that the Browns aren't as good as people thought they were. No, they ran a draw play on fourth and seven. That was great. I don't think Freddie Kitchens is a good coach. I don't think he will be a good coach. And I think the spotlight is gonna is hitting Baker Mayfield a little more than everybody thought it was. I think he just has bad coaching. Not even that. He was no. two for fifteen holding the ball for two seconds. Come on. Any quarterback should be okay with that. Kyle, we know you hate Baker Mayfield with a burning passion. You think the Browns are the worst team no, ever. No, that's not true. I don't want to keep talking about it week after week. I'm just explaining. No, I, I know. It's the same thing every week. You, okay. You, you you hate the Browns. And you don't think they're going to be good ever, no matter what. I understand that. And then the, the final game we got going on on Monday night right now, we're wrapping up the third quarter. The Chicago Bears are beating the Redskins 28-9. to The Redskins are marching down the field, though, after a Trubisky pick. And, uh, yeah, the Redskins are not out of it. <laughs> Classic Mitch Trubisky bullshit football. So uh, that wraps up week three, for the most part. Yeah. Well, it's been good. It's been good, been good football so far. Um 
been enjoying it. Uh, I want to take a look at uh, we're doing our, our pickums. Uh, yes. Want to kind of see where we stand with that. Let me pull and it then, up here. And then when, when Riddler gets resituated, we got to go through our GSWD fantasy. Now nah, we're going to skip that this week. Oh, I like that. Yeah, but we've we're, we're got 30 minutes left. We haven't talked about anything else. So, <laughs> we, had, we had a special special occasion. So, yeah. so for the Pickums this week. Um, Paul took a lot of lot of like shots in the dark because he had such a big league and it bit him in the ass. Well, do you want me to just read the standings? Yeah, just read the standings. So right now, um, Mass is in first. He's 21 and 10. Then it's Nose Picker at 20 and 11. It's a Riddler. Matt, did I, you pick the Bears? Uh, yeah. Piece of I shit. am at 19 <laughs> and 12. I, believe I don't pick against my team, I sorry. I believe Kyle is down with Mock. He's also 19 and 12. Uh, Kendall is 18 and 13. And J-Mart bringing up the rear at 11 and 20. Which, to be honest, though... If you really think about it, that's impressive for somebody who didn't pick who anybody. Who was 0-15. Yeah, right. Wait, he didn't, he didn't, no, 0-16, because he didn't pick anybody. There were 16 uh, games last week. But I, I think he missed picking one. It doesn't I matter. Because I'm pretty sure it, it said he was 0-15. I, I, I think I could check. but Well, I mean, but if he re- if he registered after the fact, then he would still get the L. Because I know or, I missed the Thursday night game. Right, but you just get an L for it if you don't pick. Well, it doesn't matter, regardless. So, those are things. All right, so, Kendall got a fucking hard on for fantasy. He doesn't want to talk about anything else other than football. I, I no, nothing about... but football. It's only football. When's the last time you watched a hockey game? Um, yeah, go fuck yourself. December 08. No, no, you didn't. December 08. It was a snowy night. <laughs> yes. All right, in the Getting Sports with Drunk League, we have... Uh, up first, uh, Chris's team, CJ and the Man, uh, beating Macaroni and Breeze 151 to 133. Um, he's got David Montgomery going, so that's all but a wrap up. The Riddler will be moving to 0 and 3 on the season. Everybody's just been underperforming, wasted a bunch of picks on people that suck this year. Uh, yep. D's Lutz, which is the Mass Chris Massey, is beating the Geist as Loose B, which I believe is Ty or Eric. It's it's not Ty. It's Ty Harrison. is like Tyler's tip top team. It's Jeff. Oh, it's Jeff. That's right. Yep. Al, he's got Allen Robinson going, so it's all but over for him. The Mass had a huge day from Deshaun Watson, Smith Schuster, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Austin Hooper, Brandon Cooks, Bucker, and Cleveland's defense all put up double digit points. Uh, Mike Mox team Roger Dodger is going to fall short of Tyler's team, which is he's losing one hundred five to one thirty three, and Tyler still has Tariq Cohen going. Uh, big performers, uh, Ty's team had 44 points uh, from Mike Evans and 20 from Jared Goff and 23 from Ingram and 19 from the defense. The leading score for Mike Mock's team was New England's defense. That should tell you everything you need to yep, know about his team. team did not do well. Hockam Sockham <laughs> Robots is looking like they're going to get their first win of the season. Uh, up, uh, They did get their first win of the season, up 185 to 125 over Kyle's team. Uh, Kyle's Performed well with Tom Brady, T.Y. Hilton, and David Johnson, and Buffalo's defense. But uh, Hockham Sockham Robots had Matt Ryan and Keenan Allen and Philip Lindsay and Tyler Lockett and Jacksonville's defense combined for 100 points alone. And then last but not least was Rebecca's Carry On My Wayward Son beating Eric's team 168-122. to uh, And that is with a 20-point performance thus far from the defense of Chicago for Eric. But she had Dak Prescott, Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, Carrion Johnson, and New Orleans 
Uh, unfortunately, we made a stipulation that if you go 3-0 and have a vagina, you have to do a gross shot week four, so <laughs> she didn't show up to the meeting. It was in the bylaws. She didn't show up to the meeting. What'd you get? So that's the Getting Force of Drunk week three update. Good stuff. I like that. No, you don't. I do. You're a fucking piece of shit. I know. You are. I know. Do you know that, though? I, I'm aware. I, I, huh. I take pride in it. Yeah, that's fair. You guys wanted to... Uh, Let's see. Mass, how's things going for you? Eh, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I suck a lot of cock in my spare time. Do you suck a lot of cock in spare time? Not in my spare time. I make time for it. Yeah, that's what a, a true hobbyist does. So. Okay. Yeah. so let's move into the MLB now that we're wrapping up September, which means postseason is just upon us. As mentioned before by Mock Sheen Washable, the New York Yankees wrapped up the AL East. Uh, they are currently standing at 102-55. And, and the Houston Astros wrapped up the AL West at 102-54. and 54. Uh, So currently the Astros home, hold home field advantage by a half a game with, I don't know, you do the math, however many games left to play. The Astros have one more to play. Uh, and then currently right now the Minnesota Twins sit four games up on the Cleveland Indians with a 96-60 and 60 record. Looking like they're all but going to clinch that. And then out into the National League, we have three division winners already. The Atlanta Braves clinched the NL East. The St. Louis Cardinals at the NL Central. And the Dodgers with the NL West. So moving on into the wild card side of things. You currently have in the AL Oakland sitting at 94 and 62. Two games up in the first wild card spot. And Tampa Bay and Cleveland tied at 92 and 64 apiece. For the second wild card spot, it's going to be a real interesting showdown to the end there, especially because being out of division opponents, they do, probably don't play each other. So it'll be interesting. To, that's going to be a close watch. And then sliding into the National League, the Washington Nationals have a half game lead for first place wild card at eighty six and sixty nine, and right behind them is the Milwaukee Brewers at eighty six and seventy. The Cubs went on a losing streak against the Cardinals this past weekend, which dropped them to four games back from the wild card race. The Mets five. Diamondbacks six. I believe I picked the the Brewers. Nobody else did. You picked the Phillies. Did I? Yeah. I don't think so. Hundred percent. I don't think I picked the Phillies because you would have shit all over it. I did. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's true. I remember Kyle getting mad about his own team. I know I picked the Phillies. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure I picked the Brewers. Have to listen to the tape. We all. <laughs> it's what's funny is that he almost scored on that. that. That was hilarious. But uh, so right, yeah. So right now, Oakland's up two games. So th- there's a pretty good chance, you know, pretty good chance that they're going to wrap that up as the the best best team in the AL for wild card potential. And then you have Tampa Bay and Cleveland tied at 92 and 64. So <coughs> they each have about six games. They have six games left to play each. So where, where do you guys or eight games left to play? So. Uh, who do you think walks away with it, Tampa Bay or Cleveland? Who's walking away with the second wild card spot? I think Tampa holds on. I think the, the, the pitching is good enough. It's kind of been the, the storyline for them, you know, efficient pitching, and I just think that it's enough for them to take that last spot. I'm saying Cleveland. I like their offense a lot better. You talking Browns? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I, I give it a try. <laughs> I, 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 I was just thinking about that the Bears are going to blow this. Sorry. Um, I... Can I interject in something not related at all? Saw a very funny tweet today. What is uh, it? 
Freddie Kitchens is going to end up getting fired this year. Uh, Harborough is going to get kicked out of Michigan. He's going to come coach the Browns. Uh, somebody replied, uh, says that he can't win in Cleveland, though. <laughs> Jokes on them. They're going to get Rex Ryan. <laughs> oh. As head buffet manager. It's going to bring in Calvin Benjamin as his assistant. <laughs> Eddie Lacy. All right, everyone, grab your plates. Grab your plates. <laughs> Faster now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Today we'll be eating on pristine styrofoam. Show me your feet. <laughs> oh, I was just about to make a foot choke, you bastard. Um, and then so out. And then so. I mean, with with about eight games or so left to play around around MLB eight to ten. You know, we'll call it seven to seven to nine. Milwaukee is probably so the Cubs have probably eliminated themselves from the wild card. They're four games back. I mean, they're not eliminated, but four yeah. games is a tall hill to climb when, you know, there's only double that remaining for them. But do you think Milwaukee can climb over Washington to take home field advantage for the wild card game? They're only a half game behind them. Um, well, in my opinion, it was going to be the Mets, but they lost to the Marlins tonight. So, Who did the Brewers play? I don't have the schedule in front of me. You know... I, I I could see the Brewers. I have the schedule right here. They they have the Reds, which is a dumpster fire, and then they finish up with the Rockies, which Hell? is kind of, kind of an an equal dumpster fire. Um, versus Phillies. No, uh, versus who the Washington is playing. They Phillies will, and then the Indians. Yes. So I think the Brewers have a chance because, you know, what to what Kyle said earlier, you know, the Indians have a good offense. And, uh, you know, the Nationals, they, they played well, but if it comes down to, you know, easier schedule, the Brewers have it. So I think the Brewers can jump ahead, and I, I very well think they do. Brewers have – the Brewers are in a tough spot because they've off Yelich and don't have the pitching. How long is Yelich out for? The rest of the season. Oh really? Done. Ooh, I didn't. I didn't realize he was out. Oh man. Yeah, but we're not talking about World Series aspirations. We're just no. I know. About I just. I card. didn't. I didn't know. They're that. a half game back. The Nationals have been losing, and the Brewers have been winning. No, no, no. I know. I just. I didn't. I didn't realize he was out for the rest of the season. I don't think anybody has any any of these wild card teams making big postseason pushes, but huh. I think the Phillies would like to play spoiler big time. Will they? I don't know, but I know it's kind of a mindset of them. Mm-hmm. Wow! I'll tell you, I, I I was gonna post an Instagram photo. It's a from Drew Brees said he had to shave left-handed, cut his face up pretty good. <laughs> it's Chris Jankowski. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, there's hair. So now that now that the season is relatively wrapped up, uh, who, who's the big surprise for you guys this this season? Now, I mean, the teams that you've seen, you know, whether they make, you know, whether the Brewers hold on to make the playoffs or not, or the Indians or whoever, but. You, you know the team you got for the year, you know. So, who, what team has really surprised you this season for the MLB? The Athletics. You know, coming into the season, their pitching was way worse than it's been before. The Athletics are currently ninety-four and sixty-two, and they are sitting uh, first in the wild card spot by two games. Uh, you know, I think the number one going into the year was Michael Fires. You know, then they pieced it around him with Brett Anderson and. 
Trevor, Adam Dunn. Trevor, Trevor Cahill for a little bit. Ex-athletics pitchers. I understand what you're saying, Kyle. On paper, I absolutely agree. But I've noticed as of late, they just they, they find a way to win with no matter what. Mark, I like and, the rotation. Kind of just where they go into the wild card spot, you know. It's, so I, in that regard, I'm not surprised. They were not a surprise for me. They're kind of exactly where I pictured them being. The 92 in the end. win aspect is what surprised me. That's a lot of win for a team with absolutely no starting pitching. <laughs> so definitely good on them. <laughs> what about the Washington Nationals? I mean, I think uh, here's the thing. Uh, I know they always kind of like find a way, but when we started this podcast, well, not when we started this podcast, when we started the MLB season, when we were doing the podcast, a lot more people were shitting on the Nationals than they were praising the Nationals, and they're poised to walk into the postseason. Whether or not they get it, they make any headway in it, there was just, they don't have the offensive firepower, there's no pitching behind Scherzer, their bullpen's not as good, whatever. But, I mean, they're sitting here and they're going to make the playoffs. So at the expense of myself not remembering exactly what I said, but what I kind of remember picturing, I, I definitely had the Braves being the division winner, and I definitely anticipated the Phillies being better you, than... Kyle, Jeff, you, Kyle, and Jeff all were like absolutely no-go on the, the Nationals making the playoffs. I, I thought they didn't have a shot. Well, I definitely thought the the Phillies stood a better chance than I, I, I pictured. The, Stop trying to defend it like in a way where it's like I'm not surprised. Like I didn't. You said they weren't making the playoffs. Well, I I said because I knew the Braves were going, and I figured that the wild card team, if there was gonna be one from the East, would be the Phillies. That's what I'm saying. He's Phillies trying to like defend, He's trying to like work his way around it. Where it was like I didn't say they wouldn't make it. I just said well, other I didn't teams say they would. would. See, what doesn't surprise me is that the Nationals got there from pitching. The point makes, I guess, no, uh, but the wins aren't a surprise for me, I guess. With Strasburg, Scherzer, and Corbin, they can get you seven innings, two run games. But I mean, but they also have the second best pl- run differential in the, in, the, in the National League. Yeah, which comes from those three guys being able to go deep in the game, not giving up as much runs. The only thing that Scherzer sucks at is keeping the ball in the ballpark. Other than that, the guy's lights out most of the time. Yeah. And it, and it added pieces to that bullpen to make him a little bit more better. And our offense really came back around when Turner came back from the hand injury mm-hmm. early on in the year. But the way it looked like in the, be- in the beginning of the year, they didn't have that firepower. You know, they got lucky with Juan Soto being the guy that he was last year. So are the Nationals a surprise or no? I was surprised by him. I, I thought they were going to be maybe a third-place finish in that division. For the sake of the conversation, yes, it was a surprise. Redler, who's number 96 on the Bears? 96 is Akeem Hicks. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I I figured you did. I just didn't know who it was. Yeah, it's not, not, no bueno there. Um, all right, so well, we, named, we named an NL and an AL. So who, who's the most disappointing team in the AL? Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it has to be them. But everybody else saw it coming. You know, it, their, their, their deletion to the bullpen was very major. You know, they didn't add anybody. They didn't gain anybody. They just kept it the way it was. And it struggled last well, year. They didn't, keep, they didn't keep it the way it was. They let guys leave. Well, that's why, like, they lost important pieces of that bullpen. And, and it's weird, too, because if you look at a lot of the guys on their team, like, their, their big bats still all had great seasons. Betts, Martinez, like Bogarts, Benetton, they all played great. 
and, and the the starting pitching wasn't there this year, and then the bullpen wasn't there. But Chris Sale got hurt. Sale was hurt, but he, I, but even like there's so much money invested in their starting rotation, well, and at the deadline they were looking to add more. Ricky Rick Porcello was not as good. He's overrated. Because he's part of this like AJ Burnett trend where you're good every other year. <laughs> he was good that one year, and he got a lot got paid for. It. He wasn't even good that year. He had a three point three year right. Yeah, they had the, kind of Cy Young the highest scoring offense that year, and he got a Cy Young. He's but, not that good. You know, he wouldn't that good with the Tigers. You know, Sale, my opinion, I think Sale suffered from first time ever going deep into a postseason, having to turn right back around into the regular season. I think that hurt him a little bit. Price is not the same pitcher. He's lost velocity. Uh, Rodriguez is what he is. He's a four. Nothing more than that. I don't know who their five is. The mixture of guys. Stephen Wright was suspended with PED. Tommy Howard, knuckleball pitcher, you know, get suspended for that. But whatever. The Red Sox were doomed from the start. They didn't make their pitching staff any better this year. What was really weird about the Red Sox, and me and a guy at work were talking about it, they had a losing record at home. That that's, that's really, like, odd for, you know, a team that usually plays way better at home than they do on the road, like, they had a losing record at home this year, which, which I mean, you, you can't 37 do. and 41 at home. Yeah, that, that's that's not allowed. <laughs> and after if, this year, you know, there, there's talks about the Red Sox <coughs> trading bets. I think they're going to have to. They're, they're not going they, to. Unless they just decide we're going way over the luxury tax, they have to. Because he's going to get at least $300 million. You gave Bogarts the money in the offseason. They paid Bogarts. You know, you're they're, they're starting rotation. I mean, you got to figure Price is making thirty a year. Uh, Porcello, I think, is like twenty four, twenty five a year. I, I I don't remember what sales contract brought, but I think he's close to thirty. Five for one fifty, so thirty. Thirty. So I mean, just those three guys alone, you're you're tying up almost a hundred million dollars. You know, and and again, you already said they they paid Bogarts. It's Betts, who I thought was going to be the surefire re-sign, is going to end up being the odd man out, which I I didn't see coming. I thought it was going to be Bogarts, but you know, next season they probably won't have JD Martinez, and they probably won't have Mookie Betts. So it's going to be well, they'll have JD Martinez. He's he's a player option. I you don't think he tests free agency? No. What what's the the salary? I'm not 100 percent sure. That's why I, I I think if he thinks he can get more somewhere because he's a guy that's aging, I don't think he's ever going to have the opportunity to make as much as he can this off season. He's had two great seasons. He's also a DH. He is absolutely. And, and teams are going to pay him as a DH. All right. What about the NL? Phillies. I just think from all the hype from Bryce Harper, you know the. Prospects of the young pitching coming together. The, the hype of everybody. That was a team in the offset that every available player, the Phillies were in on. Well, I think from a media standpoint, this is going to be. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get shit for this, big time. So I apologize in advance. You notice I'm not making eye contact for a reason with a certain <laughs> person. But realistically, though, the off season for this for this MLB season for the Phillies wasn't that different than what we saw for Cleveland Browns. This past offseason for football. The hype train was in Philadelphia and never had any intentions of leaving. Just like it, the hype train of this offseason 
for football was in Cleveland, and it never had any intentions of leaving. And, I mean, granted, the Cleveland, it's three games into the season, but the Cleveland Browns have underperformed to what everyone would have assumed they would have been three games into the season. I, I don't know if it was just too much for... Because there's a lot of youth in Philly. I mean, they got Harper, and they have they have good pieces, but... At the end of the day, they're, they're, they're still a team driven by youth. Is, is, was it too much? Is it too much media for the youth? Is it too much tension? Too much national spotlight? And they just, you know, it just it got to them and not saying that they won't ever be good. Like, you know, now that they're used to it, you know, maybe they perform better next year, but, but was it too much? I mean, is Gabe Kapler the issue? Is it strictly pitching? Like, to me, there, there's three big moving parts. Kapler, I think, is a, not a good manager. I don't, I don't think he's a good manager. Um, you know they they added a bunch of pieces so and especially in baseball it's i mean any sport really but it it takes time for guys to gel and and build chemistry with one another i mean it could take more than one season and the the probably the most important one is they got killed with injuries especially in the the pitching staff they got killed so i mean you you kind of put those three things together and it's just the recipe for underperforming i guess you know it, it's some of the stuff they, they couldn't control, but I, I think they're in a good spot moving forward, depending on, you know, if they bring in more pitching pieces, but, you know, we'll see we'll see what they do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because we'll call it three years ago now, the Braves stormed out of nowhere, a team that was kind of in the, the, the down in the dumps. Yeah, they were bad. And they just kind of turned it around and have been super effective now for the majority of three seasons. Would you agree with that, Kyle, or two seasons? Okay. But either way, a team that kind of just was a huge surprise and they've just kind of dominated the division and the other teams that can't seem to catch up or make any sort of big moves. And I think that's kind of a an aspect that hasn't been talked about. You know, let's say that the Braves were still the team they were, then I think, you know, Phillies Nationals conversation is more of one than we're having. So, I'll say the Phillies are most disappointing, but it was expected. They made no move to that starting rotation that struggled last year. Pavetta got worse. Vince Velasquez got worse. Even Aaron Owen got a little worse. They need to fire Chris Young, who's their pitching coach. His philosophy is you throw as hard as you can for as long as you can. Not how this works. <laughs> well, that, that's how he did his career, you know? That's not how it works. That You, as a guy that throws 84 miles an hour, knows <laughs> that being a pitcher is about location and movement. So I think that's had something to do with it. I think they should get, I think they need to retool the starting staff. The bullpen was a big problem, but not their fault. They did the right move. Robinson pitched two games, done for two years. What did, what did he do? He, he ended up getting Tommy Chan. Oh, he did? Serenity Dominguez. Done for the year, possibly next year. Same thing? Tommy Chan. But he elected to not have the surgery. I don't want to hear about it. The, the entire Chicago White Sox starting rotation on Tommy John. <laughs> Pat Nishik and Tommy <laughs> Hunter. so good next year. Very brief stints. They didn't pitch as much. They were hurt for most of the year. Now, next year, you, Tommy Hunter and Pat Yeshik are both free agents. Do you bring them back? I don't know. But you need to rehaul the starting rotation, even if you've got to trade some of the kids. Because now you're kind of in a win-now mode, win mode with Bryce Harper. You're going to be for the next 13 years. Well, I mean, it's beyond hard. I mean, you brought in Romuto. You brought in 
pieces. And Romita wasn't the problem. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he was, but no, I'm no. saying like there was stuff that happened beyond Harper. Yeah, right. Like brought, big moves that happened beyond Harper. Not even big moves though, but like just like piece moves to fit through. Like I mean, you know, the team really the team looked like it was going to live up to the hype until McCutcheon got hurt. Yep. Once McCutcheon got hurt, the team really went downhill and never really recovered from it. But you brought in Brad Miller, you brought in Jay Bruce, who all had impacts, but also you know bit the injury bug or didn't get played properly and whatever have it. But there was a, a lot of other offensive pieces, and like it was expected from a pitching standpoint. But I mean, they're from an offensive standpoint, they really underperformed as a team. As a, I mean, I know that McCutcheon is going to get on base more than probably anybody else on that team would have, just off of his hitting alone, because he's not looking. He's never looking for the home run. He's looking to put the ball in play. But I mean, but like e- even your other guys that are like good for like Romuto was not getting on base the way he normally would, you know. Um, Segura wasn't, you know, hitting the way he normally does. Like, they didn't have terrible years. I'm not saying that, but just as a unit, the offense just did not play up to par. See, a lot of people think of Romuto as a 315 hitter, which it's understandable. Well, I don't, I don't think, I think it's the opposite way around. I don't think people view him as a 315 hitter. I think more people, because the problem is he's a catcher that can hit, and whenever you assume catcher that can hit, you automatically assume dinger. Yeah. You assume, you assume someone who's putting the ball over the fence. And you know what? If I'm the Phillies, I make that trade over and over again. He threw out 35 base runners this year. You cannot take that for granted. Yeah, 100%. Oh, no. It it absolutely wasn't a bad bad no, move at R- all. Ramuto had a good year. I will not take that away from him at all. Uh, he was the one Philly that lived at the height. And after the, and Bryce Harper, I still think, lived up to the height. He had, he had Oh, 30. there you go, Kyle. I did Jackson a forced fumble, or fumble recovery. He had he had thirty three home runs and a hundred plus RPM. Good year. It's year one into his contract. No, but the thing is, I think Romuto, Hoskins, Segura, Harper, all had good years, but they did their every single one of them did their damage when there was nobody on base. How many t- over the, the? I want you to answer this honestly, and this is not a shot at the Phillies. I'm just saying, like as I'm saying, it's from an offensive standpoint. We watch a lot of Phillies games together. Given our, the living situation, since the beginning of August, how many times did you guys leave the base, or not score a run with the bases loaded in less than two outs? A lot, like forty-five. It, it was just like it was absurd because nobody—Harper, Hoskins, Segura, Miller—none of them could get hits when there was space. But then the next inning, Hoskins would come up and hit four hundred and twenty-five feet. I mean, he would rip the fucking stitches out of the ball. But nobody could get it done while people were on base. And next year, there's going to be a little bit of a youth movement going in. Michael Franco's out. Alec Baum in. Will that be good for them? I personally think so. Because Franco, you know what he is. He's done this for three years in a row. Yeah. All the Philly fans have been waiting for Franco in rookie year. It's not going to happen. Franco can play defense with the best. He's proven that time and time again. But you know what? I think it's time now where the Phillies are like, we're going to eat some defense for some offense. So what team in the AL has, after this season, like what you've seen from, is, is Mass still with us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I didn't hear the echoing of Ashley in the snoring. Bathroom. Um, which team, that, from what you've seen this season, which team are, do you think has shown the most excitement for their future? Like, Tampa Bay. You think so? Even though Tampa Bay like has a chance still, 
Tampa Bay's got that young pitching staff, and they're going to get healthier. You still haven't seen Blake Honeywell. Yeah. Blake Snell wasn't the uh, – Brett Honeywell, I'm sorry. Let's say the, the two Blakes. <laughs> Blake Snell was hurt for most of this year, and he's not coming back. But you know what he is. You know how good he is. Jose DeLon, haven't seen him this year. That rotation is going to get better as they already are. And they're going to have Charlie Morton. I know that's weird to say as like a fan <laughs> of baseball because he's been trashed for so long. But he figured it out. <laughs> he knows how to pitch now. I think there's something to be said for the White Sox, too. Oh, yeah. Giolito, I mean, he, he, he left. He, he's not finishing out the season due to some uh, some injury issues, but I think that's more precaution than anything. But and this year wasn't a wash for the White Sox by any stretch of the no. I mean, they're, they're going to finish. They're going to finish just shy of 500 baseball. But I mean, you're, you're talking about going from 60. You're talking about going from 62 and 100 to they're probably going to finish 71 and 90, 60, 89 or something like that. You know, I mean, not a huge leap, but. Giolito pitched like an ace all year. They didn't have their starting pitcher for the majority of the year because Rodon went down with Tommy John. Their big prospect pitcher with Kopich was out all year with Tommy John. The offense, Jimenez played well. Mancada played well when he wasn't hurt. Um, Jimenez became, I think, just the fourth rookie in uh, White's or fourth. Yeah, fourth rookie in White Sox history, a storied franchise to hit 30 home runs in his first year. I think there's a lot of – and they still have – and then Dylan Cease came up, and Dylan Cease didn't look terrible. I mean, he didn't look ready to be a number two pitcher, but I don't think anyone's expecting him to be that right off the bat. They don't need him to be that. What they need is they need him to be a solid four, which I think he can be. And they still have prospects that haven't come up yet. So I've got a name. The, th- the, the outfielder? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. But that guy finished with, like – 40 home run through single A to triple A. made that big of a leap. But the White Sox said, we're not going to bring him up, which I think is a smart move. Yeah, why bring him up on a wash? You're not playing to win right now. Let him fight for his job. Let him continue to progress. And, you know, and we've seen uh, the AL Central is a rotating door for who's going to be good. And the Indians are going to be on the downhill very soon because they're already talking about trading Kluver again, you know, trading Carrasco. The only person that's going to stay in that team is Lindor. Let's move to the National League. So, what team do you what team do you think showed the most uh, excitement for their future? Cardinals. We can get by on that. Uh, they already have a youth movement going. Jack Flaherty, I think, had the lowest ERA since Yasser Bray. I think there's something oh. small to be said for the Mets too. The Mets are different, in my opinion, because they're so old as it is. Well, you know what it is. The Mets had a better yeah, year they, than last year. But they seem to be getting the who we're going to pick up train right. For a long time, whoever they picked up sucked. <laughs> and now it's starting to like pan out. I think yeah. Syndergaard's gone after this year. Bye, Mass. What, we're losing Mass? Nope, I'm here. But I think Syndergaard's gone after this year. Just, yeah, I think they, they move. Just because due to inactivity. But like, I think the Cardinals, you know, with Jack nice. Flaherty. Dick. Um, Fuck you. What's his name? Fuck you. They have another starter there. But the Cardinals just bring up guys and they do good for them. Yeah, that's what they do. And they're good at it. The Cardinals are like the Seahawks of the MLB. Like they've got to find some player. guys. Hey, Watch man. your fucking mouth. You want to pitch tonight? And <laughs> no hitter. No, that's the, that would be the Patriots. Well, I, I should have said Seahawks running backs. Like, you know who I'm afraid of for the future? The Cubs. Their pitching staff. Why they have a hundred and six more years to go? <laughs> <laughs> Their pitching staff fell Your apart. Your kids will be dead by the time. Old. 
You know, Vester is not what he used yeah. to be. But you know what? I understand and I agree with what you're saying, but for the Cubs, they succeeded. And it's not, it's not the goal of a franchise just to do it once, but, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, they, they were... I think that I think they would have been in the postseason if they didn't lose Javier Baez. If, if Javier Baez didn't go out for the year, I think that they probably would have found postseason this year. But because I think Javier Baez not only was a a defensive juggernaut for them as well as an offensive juggernaut, but he was a, a locker room guy, leader room guy, a, a poise guy, uh, lift everybody up type of de- like. So uh, just and that's a team that they lost Rizzo the same week that they fell out of the wild card. But that's right, but I'm, but I'm saying, but like, I think I think in terms of on and off field, Javier Baez means more to that team than Rizzo or Chris Bryant. Well, Chris Bryant's gonna be going after this. I was gonna say, I mean, this is a team that's probably gonna lose Chris Bryant. So the, I mean, who knows? We're gonna blow it up. Maybe. No. All right. Uh, anybody have anything else you'd like to add for this week before we start getting into some plugs and reviews and whatnot? Well. I... As we did the NL, what team are you scared for for the AL? Scared for? Like, what team, like, you think is going to be a big drop-off? Well, I think uh, we, we touched on it already. I think it will just be Boston. I think. You think they're going to continue to drop? I think they will. What What do you mean? In the playoffs or, like, no, next no, no, season? Just a, like, like, just as a team. Like, you're going to see their pieces fall. Like, the same way away. we talked about, like, what team do you think is going to be? I got is, you. Are you excited about for the next few years? What team are you, do you think is going to be on the I, downswing? I don't think Boston will fall off only because whatever they trade bets for will be some type of pitching help. Um, I mean, it's a team that's still. But will it be immediate pitching help? Uh, I in the MLB, so. you don't trade stars for stars. You trade stars for two-year projects. No, I know, but he, but even so, I mean that. I mean, that look team... at the White Sox. They traded Chris Sale for something that they didn't get return. They're not going to get return on for at least the season. And they've been two well, years no, without that sale. Was, that was Mankata, wasn't it? Yeah, but Kopech too. Oh no, I know. So Mankata helped, yeah, but we, we, but in all the the ultimate thing is you traded your yeah you traded your only good pitcher for a pitcher, and you're not going to get any return but on again, that pitcher I for mean, two years. The the Red Sox roster is still loaded with talent, yeah, but with a really stagnant starting rotation. The, yes, yeah, but the rotation is still good. But the but they're, the rotation is still good. It's just they they underperformed. They right, they haven't been effective. And, uh, um, you touched on it early. So let's touch on it earlier. Mine would be Cleveland. They're, yeah, they're looking to trade one. people, and and like you said, the the AL Central is a rotating door of whateverness, and so. Well, it's got to be tough too to be on the team that every offseason they're like, "Hey, we're going to try and trade you." <laughs> every year, it's just not a good morale boost. Yeah, very true. Not a good way to run a ship, as they say. <laughs> I say it. No one says it. Even I Minnesota. You don't know what they are. They're so inconsistent. That them to me were just kind of. All right. What about the NL? They're like whatever. What team? Is, what team is like you can think would kind of keep dropping? Um. We say the Dodgers all the time. <laughs> my, my pick is the Cubs. I thought for sure Kyle was going Mets because as soon as it was said, he was like, uh, I thought, "Let's write it, Kendall." The Mets will stay where they're at. You know, it's just the youth has been excellent. It's been so much upside from all these young guys, but you know, I think there's a stiff division ahead of them, and I just think what what old guy do you think they signed this year? Um, Troy Tolo. I guess it would depend on who gets cut or uh, Troy Tolo. I mean, Tolo would be great. Greg I mean, Bird. <laughs> 
He's not old enough. He's injured enough, but he's not old enough. <laughs> he, he, no, they don't, they don't the sign boxes. injured guys. They sign healthy guys and make them injured. Right. Speaking of uh, older players playing, I don't know if you guys saw. I, I shared it on our Facebook page. Bartolo Colon yeah. showed up at like some kid pickup game and was just dealing. Yeah. yeah. Well, then he played. So in, funny. He played in an adult one and pitched a no hitter. <laughs> he's so. Good. I'd love to face him. <laughs> Get hit. Oh God. <laughs> Charge him. Get would beat you, up. Would you charge him? No way. Yeah. Only to hug him. Yeah. Bring it. In. Bring it. <laughs> good hit. Good hit. Good yeah. hit. It was actually my bad. <laughs> I was crowding. I was right. crowding. Um, so, we got a little bit of a lengthier one than usual, so you guys want to kind of dive into some beer reviews since we did the... Uh, yeah. We did our little sampling there. I mean, I know we kind of did some some subpar reviewing as we went along, but uh, Mark, you getting some of that? <laughs> I'm not. Cooking with fire over there. No? No. They're stinky. Um, all right, so we'll start off first with uh, just the one I remember first, the Pharaoh. Pharaoh Secret. Pharaoh Secret, which was the second beer we tasted. That was the double IPA. Yes. That was, my, some now. That was my favorite beer that we tasted. Um, I'm a big double IPA guy. I'm also a blowhard. I just wanted to say that second uh, for anything booze-related. Um so there's times where that beer's on tap at Mercer's parents' house. Yeah, and uh, did I have it that time? Was it the beer that he wanted me to taste at Josh's thing? Uh, it, I think it was. Yeah? I think it was. Because I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, it, it drank super easy. It was, what, 7%? Yeah. Something like that. And didn't you couldn't tell. I mean, after five or six, I'm sure you could tell. But uh, the flavor profile, he said something about pine, which I thought was interesting. And I... I well, caught some on the finish. But I've, I've never come, come across that. But that was my favorite beer. That it's a West Coast-style IP. West Coast-style IPs incorporate more pine into their flavor profile than the East Coast. Uh, the Get New a few England pine style. needles in there. <laughs> Rake them out of the yard. Pine trees are more prevalent on the West Coast. I know. I love me a conifer. <laughs> Kendall thinks he's so funny. And the only person who laughs is Rebecca, but that's just because... Never mind. I don't want to get into... It's because I pay her. Souls? They were all very good, but in my opinion, I thought they all kind of tasted the same. I don't know if I'm the only one that thought that, but I really thought all three of them tasted kind of the same. No. I mean, I think you are the only one who thought that, but you also... I didn't expect you to have much of a review for the third one. What was the third one called? Uh... What was it? Albert's? Albert's Ale. Yeah, Albert's Ale. That one I didn't expect you to really have much of a review on, because you haven't really, you don't, that's probably the only beer you've ever had in that style, that German-style ale. Because um, the only other German-style beer you've really ever had was Heineken and Oktoberfest. But, like, that's just my opinion. I thought they all kind of tasted exactly the same. Maxine? I, um, I also enjoyed the Pharaoh Secret the best. Um, real smooth drink. And, and that's the thing, like, I like IPAs, I like doubles, but I, I don't like when they're overly killer. And I mean, we talked about that with Gary, um, but it is very smooth beer all the way through. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, hopefully, it becomes more widely available soon. So this is this is a commercial of Lil Wayne playing Keenan Thompson, <laughs> the new Tom Clancy game. That's awesome. So when you say playing like playing against him or Lil online. Wayne acting as no, Keenan Thompson. Online. Well, if anything, it would be Keenan Thompson acting as a little The weird. other way would be funnier. <laughs> I, I think they'd both be funny. <laughs> um, so, 
quick rundown again. So we had the the what was the the third one there? The German one, Albert yeah, Albert Sale. We had the Pharaoh's Secret, and the first one was, you know, Genevieve's Juice. I don't remember the name. It might be in the photo. I can't remember. The problem is there's so many. You know, go figure. I blocked the name of the other one in the photo. <laughs> That's funny because the first one was my favorite. It was that we call it the coast to coast. It was the coast to coast IPA that I, I. But you coined. I coined. I like the, the the coast to coast though. Um. Yeah, I, I just thought that one was really good. I liked it a lot. The lower ABV really got for me, but they were all really good beers. Go try them at all the places we talked about before, one fifty, and uh, all those other places, Cromwell and Meriden and PLAV mm-hmm. and. Find find their social media pages. Yeah, they're can, out there. Contact him. You know, he he does. It's all direct with him. So, if you if you reach out through a, via direct message or Facebook message or whatever, he'll he'll get back to you. He, yeah. You know, it's all about self promotion in this industry. So, lost tourists. We know that pretty well. Um, also, just kind of running around the ringer here, souls. You had Ferris session India Paleo. Ferris Bueller type cartoon artwork on the camp. It's actually pretty good. What would you write? What star? Star rating out of five? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Would you get it again? Yeah. Nice. Will you drink it next week? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, three more, don't you? Two. You drink two? No, he drank one. So it was nice to give me one. No, you just took it. I asked him. You would have taken it anyway. No. You need to start buying your own beer. Oh, my God, Souls. <laughs> so I bought a lot of beer for this show. A lot of beer. So why don't you pipe down? No, no, He bought a lot of beer. You just bring it. I think Riddler wow. has bought more beer than I have, but I've bought a lot of beer. You think? Or you know? I know. I'm, I'm saying it for I just, I'm just saying, I only, I only reason I, the only reason I bring it up was because I remember the entire tenure of Maple, there was a stocked mini fridge the, of beer for you guys Maple to choose from. The Maple Studio was entirely Riddler-based. Yeah. The much. point I'm making, Kyle, is why don't you buy some beer? I do. Every okay. week. He buys his own beer. Wow. Well. Congratulations, Kyle. Where would you like the awards at? I also had the Ferris from Hanging Hills Brewing. And we're just going to mute you there right there. 5.1% from Connecticut. Um, Golden in color. Uh, Aroma of pretty earthy floral notes. Uh, Same with flavor profile. Um, I didn't have it that cold. Um, Not a standout for me for an IPA. It wasn't bad. It just, it it didn't really have, you know, that, that set apart for me. I put. I gave it two stars. Uh, get again, maybe. And then I'm having this guy right here, the State Line Handcraft Amber Ale. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a, a beer you'd see in a sitcom. That's all I have to say about it. Uh, other than the beers presented, uh, provided for us from Lost Horse Brewing, I had four Hofbrau Oktoberfests. Um, for me, I'm one of those people where it's, I don't really drink... You know, Hofbrau Oktoberfest and Spot and Oktoberfest are year-round availability, but I, I like to drink my Oktoberfest in Oktoberfest season. Um, this one was cold. Talking early May. <laughs> early May. Early May, late January. Um, that's pretty much your time frame. You have to go from May 3rd to January 20th. It's, it's a short window, but I make it work. But um, I, the Hofbrau Oktoberfest for me is, is one of the better Oktoberfests out there in the world. I mean, the craft beer drinkers of the world... Um, and nobody's excluded from it if you're if you're an IPA drinker and all that type of stuff. You tend to like some of the other IPA or the other uh, Oktoberfest that come out and about, which would include things like Goose Island's Oktoberfest, Sam Adams, which have a little bit more spiciness to them, toffee notes, more like exuberant, like in-your-face stuff. The Hofbrau, very laid-back, very mild, traditional Oktoberfest, still the best Oktoberfest out there. 
Four and a half stars. We'll get it again next week. <laughs> there we go. Ma? I also very much enjoyed the Oktoberfest. It was a very, like, change of pace from what we had from uh, Lost Taurus, but I, I do enjoy uh, Oktoberfest beers, especially, like, not Sam Adams. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I thank Riddler for letting me have one. Was, the Oktoberfest used to be good for Sam Adams when it was the orange one. I don't know what it is. The Oct- the Sam Oktoberfest. They keep changing the recipes. It, it gives me horrible heartburn. I don't, I don't know. It's the only one that does it. They keep changing the recipes. That's the problem. Really? Yeah, all the time. Sam Adams changes all the recipes all the time. Um, social medias, Machine, where can they find us? Um, Except for Spreaker. Well, I mean, they can always listen, find us on Spreaker. We're, we're there right now. Where? Spreaker. Oh, okay. But find us on Facebook. So, Face- where's your favorite place to find us? Spreaker. Oh, nice. <laughs> find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's looking up Lost Taurus Brewing out of Meriden or finding us on hashtag Spreaker. <laughs> Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Spreaker. Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Spreaker. I think I hit them all. <laughs> you didn't say Spreaker. And Spreaker. Oh, Spreaker, yeah. That's a great place to find podcasts. Be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show Wednesday night. Me and Kendall will be on there, 7.30 to 10.30 here on the PPRN Radio Network. Also live on Spreaker. And uh, check out all the other cool stuff on PPRN. A lot of good stuff happening. So, yeah. I've uh, I've done some work to uh, try to... I wanted to come up with, given the uh, time frame that we've been working with, with uh, absence for various reasons, whether softball games, home move-ins, whatever... Everyone's got lives outside of the podcast. Um, radio show. Radio show. Sorry. Radio show. Cast. Um, pod, pod show. <laughs> but um, I'm hoping to get the Jeopardy thing coming back along. So we've talked about this a lot. I really want to do this. So I was looking at the calendar. I was going through. And I'm no longer going to make any arguments. There's a punishment if you don't show up. Mass, if you're listening. I hope you are. I'm still here. But. October 21st. Anybody have any objections at this moment in time? Okay, October 21st, we are doing the... Because you would know by now, Mock, if you're leaving for work, right? Oh, there's no more travel. So, October 21st, we're doing the Jeopardy show. If you aren't... We're doing it with or without you here. But if you're not here, which includes The Mass, K-Quick Souls, Mock Sheen Washable, and The Red Baron, if you are not here... You owe a double disgusting shot of my my making. All right, so I'll be there. I just have the on-call phone. Why do you have to be on-call? Oh, wait, no, hold on. That's the day I got rid of it. Never mind, we're good. All right, we'll talk about the software. Um, so that's the Jeopardy show. So, so Coming you... up with new topics, because I wasn't thrilled with all the topics anyway, so I'm going to... Do some serious in-depth topics. I wanted the eight, the four guys here, so I don't have to be a part of it. Because if if I have to leave it up to certain other people to make topics and questions, they're going to be terrible. So, so you you brought up a good thing. We want to highlight. I believe we're doing this next week at uh, the request of the Red Baron. He wants to do the GSWD Oktoberfest. So we got to get those steins out of your parents' house that are still there. Oh my God, they're still there. I <laughs> Yeah, we gotta get the Steins out of your parents' house. Also, what I would like to do is, I would like, Mass, will you be here next week? Can you confirm? 
Yes. Okay. There will be the Hofbrau mini keg, as we always do. And we will do the Stein challenge as well. But we'll do that before the show. Yeah. And we'll post it. Because if we do it after the show, it's going to be a nightmare. But I would like everybody to bring a different Oktoberfest to the show. Rebecca included. Um, you're, you're bringing one. There's, there's no shaking. If you don't bring one, you can't come. Kendall, I want you to hold it to with that, okay? That's fine. I'll walk. No, I'll bring you home. It's not a big deal. No, he means here. But I'll pick you up, Kendall. So when you, when you, you picked up your Oktoberfest that you're bringing, text it to the group chat so that people don't bring doubles. We'll do a little flight of Oktoberfests. I like that. Fair? Yeah, I mean. Fair, fair, fair. Kyle's very excited. He's a big Oktoberfest guy, actually. I Loves can't wait to forget about that until I'm on my <laughs> way here Monday. <laughs> yep. True. So, yeah, Oktoberfest next week, the 21st, is Jeopardy. We'll fill it in with a bunch of garbage in between. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for all the, the GSWD nonsense coming. The Riddler's rankings, power rankings will actually come on Tuesday like planned this time. Some outside things influenced a late post last week. But, uh, yeah, until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Yep. Yep. Okay, souls, baby. <laughs> the Mask Chris Massey. And I'm the Red Baron. <laughs> Yeah.